three, two, we are live. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. Yes, I'm owning that title. And, and I've got with me some very special guests. I've got the one and only Pelvic Gaming, Lady Pelvic. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi. My name is Lady Pelvic with Pelvic Gaming, and I do a lot of video game reviews, primarily on JRPGs and platformers. Sometimes I venture out out of that comfort zone. And then I do um, top five videos, and I have a Let's Play channel, Pelvic Plays. So thank you for having me. Awesome. We also have the one and only Shintai, Shintai Review. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. This is Shintai. Um, I have a uh, kind of a video essay, long form review type of channel. Uh, I often talk about RPGs and, you know, action games similar to like Del May Cry. So if you're interested in that, you know, go ahead and uh, check out my channel. All right. And uh, today, guys, uh, we're going to be getting into a lot of gaming JRPG stuff and possibly even some near discussions. Uh, I've been kind of teasing this with these guys, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um let's go ahead and get into uh one of the topics that we have for you guys today is uh what got you into gaming slash what makes you passionate about gaming so whoever would like to start whichever of you guys okay well i know for sure uh like if we're talking about like the very first game i ever played it was actually a link to the past on the Super Nintendo. And there's a cute little story behind it. So I was actually like, not even joking. I was like three years old at the time. And mm-hmm. it was actually my dad that was playing it. And I think he had gotten like frustrated or something with a part of the game. He died and he's just like, ah, fuck this. Like through the controller. And I was on the bed with him, you know, watching him play. And then he, he's, this is how he tells it. He left the room, came back, saw me playing it with the controller upside down. <laughs> Precious. Precious. And he, and he was saying, you know, for one, I was a three-year-old. And two, I was playing upside down. And despite that, doing not too bad. <laughs> hey, let him know. I, I actually do vividly remember, like, there was, like, a year or two after that where I would I do remember playing games with the controller upside down for I don't know why. Uh, eventually I outgrew it and it was it was really weird. But at, yeah, as far as like the game that like really, really got me into gaming, um like that was the first one that that sparked the fire, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um I, I don't know if I can p- pinpoint like the one game. I think it was just like I just kept playing games and playing games and then you know, eventually I, I just just really got into it. I don't think there was any one game in particular that made me just be like, oh, yeah, you know, this this is why I should, you know, play games. It, it was just like it was part of me when I was so young, and it's just always been a part of me ever since. Awesome, awesome. Lady Pelvic, go ahead. Um, <laughs> what started me was um, <clears throat> educational reasons, actually. I mm-hmm. don't like school. I never like school. School sucks. <laughs> and it does. Mom it does. Tried to, you know, get me into learning by video games. Mm-hmm. So I played games like a uh, Freddy Fish, which is literally like Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. But um, you know, not murder. It's you're a fish, and you're trying to find like who stole 
the missing sea urchin or something like that or the like golden shell or whatever you know and you would have to use like you'd have to uh, question people and ask the right questions kind of read you know learn words and whatnot and then there was like another one where it was like eighth grade adventures well there was different there was sixth grade adventures eighth grade adventures no second grade adventures not eighth grade i wasn't using playing games like that in eighth grade mm-hmm. <laughs> um, second grade adventures first grade adventures third grade adventures where it was like puzzles and math which i hated but i still did i like i'm not a quitter i was like i'm gonna figure this out because i gotta you know find the golden so-and-so um so like oregon trail just educational games and then that led into like pokemon because first i really liked the anime and then my mom got me the game and got me a game boy and i was like i can get my own pokemon now <laughs> and then that's where it just took off from pokemon and then i think zelda too was Zelda well, mario was a huge one too yeah mario was definitely a big one um, I definitely remember like the Tanuki suit, like being a frog. I was like, I'm so cool. We had duck hunt, we had like <laughs> guns too. Like it was good, it was good times. But definitely educational reasons was like, I think my very first introductory to gaming. Okay. So. I think for me, um, I vividly remember 1991 and my brothers taking me with them to uh, one of the local arcades and getting a milk cart and just putting me in front of Street Fighter 2. <laughs> and like that that was like my one of my first experiences with gaming and I just kind of I remember sitting up there just like smacking the, the joystick and just mashing the buttons and then like we would go so frequently after school. <laughs> and uh I just got to a point where I think I was probably like 4 or 5 at that point and I just got used to just uh playing it um more frequently and then uh, I got really good at it. Then we got the home conversion of it for Super Nintendo. And I also got around to uh, playing uh, Double Dragon, which was pretty much my second gaming experience. And it's actually one of my favorite games of all time, the original NES Double Dragon, even though a lot of people hate that port. It was the only <laughs> one I knew of. And I played it, and I was the only one that was able to beat Jimmy at the end because I somehow had four or five figured out how to glitch the game and get a, a makeshift like bat something to be able to beat the, the the ending of the game. And my brothers can never beat it. So that was kind of my first experience with it. And then like constantly we would go to like Blockbuster and Hollywood video and um, just constantly just rent games all the time. And I feel like I re-rented uh, Mega Man X2 and X3 so many times I could have just bought it. It's it's insane. <laughs> Remember oh. renting games? Oh, man. <laughs> I know. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, renting <clears throat> games. I mean, we still do. We have Gamefly, no? So, yeah, it's, Game, it's Gamefly and Redbox. Yeah, but yeah. it's not the same as going into a blockbuster. Kids nowadays, they, they ain't going to know that feel. They, they don't know what it's <laughs> like to walk into a blockbuster looking at all the the aisles and seeing those games and then walking back and being like, I want some candy too. Give me, give me them raisinettes, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I, are so good. I never got big into renting games. Like we owned everything. We were, I was like, mom, I want to own this. Like, this is mine. I'm not giving this back. Right? <laughs> so I think that's why like now I like to own my games. People are like, Hey, I'll let you borrow this. I'm like, no, 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 I'll buy it. Like I, I don't borrow people's, I own them. No. Yeah. <laughs> same. Like, because what happened? I tried it. I tried it. I borrowed Tales of Graces F, my first Tales of game, and then I had to give it back, and I was sad. 
And now I actually don't own Tales of Grace SF. And like I see it online, you know, for like five or the digital is like five dollars, but I'm willing to pay thirty-five dollars for the PlayStation Three. Like I'm, I, I have to own it. Like something about physical copies. That's like, like ten bucks at my local game store, and it's a sealed <laughs> copy. What? I keep. That's why I keep saying to like Jay and others, like if you guys want like games like the local game store where i'm at like the games are like super cheap like five bucks up to like probably 48 most and they're sealed oh man so i'm so jealous like ten dollars for grace's app that's fucking that's a steal and like people have no idea like the people that work there have no idea like the pricing they're like oh they're not gamers so just slap the cheapest price on it yeah that's how I was able to get uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for the Dreamcast with Power Stone 1 and 2 and um, Skies of Arcadia and Grandia 2 all sealed total for 15 bucks. What? I, I shit you not. How? 15 bucks. That that same gaming store. Oh my god. Book off. That, I, want, I, I need a store like that like right next to my house. Like, they yeah, just they don't do. care. They're like, oh, this is an old game. Like, no one cares. Like, oh, man. And, no you know, okay. it's insane. Like, I, I've been thinking about doing, like, a, a video series where I just go up and book off and just pick up games and be like, can you believe the price of this? Like, I've, I've been thinking <laughs> of doing something like that because it's, it's insane that the amount of quality games that they have in there that are sealed, some are open, but a majority of them are sealed and the prices are so dirt cheap. It's like, if you need to build your collection, you could easily go there. Like the only things that they don't have is like Sega Saturn stuff, which I'm desperately trying to get some Sega Saturn games, but it's it's almost impossible to find that out here in Hawaii. But yeah, it, I, yeah, I, it, I never <laughs> I never grew up with the Saturn either. It, it always kind of whenever I look at the Saturn, it always feels like this alternate universe machine like like (laughs) oh man if if playstation didn't dominate would it have been the sega saturn like that's weird to me so it's it's this weird anomaly that i'm like i want to play the sega saturn see what's up with that i just want to play it purely for uh panzer dragoon saga like i've never played that everyone's like oh it's it's amazing i'm like yeah it's 500 dollars for me to get that game it better be amazing I don't no, nah, I would I would never pay five hundred for one game. No way. Oh man. Never. It depends. If it was like Majora's Steel Gold version. True. Majora's Mask is worth it. Don't judge me. No, no, no. I, I love Majora's Mask. It, the funny thing is, I I remember when it first came out, I remember seeing the commercial with the Hardy Boys and WWE and whatnot, and I I played it and I went into it expecting Ocarina of Time and I didn't like it. And I remember picking it up years later and I'm like, God, this game's so amazing. Like, I feel like it does everything Ocarina of Time is trying to do with well, with the lack of, you know, dungeons. Uh, but I feel like it did everything better. I just wish there were more dungeons in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree. Mm-hmm. Majora's Mask, Baron Ocarina of Time. That's my hot take. Yeah, here with that Ocarina shit. It's all about <laughs> Did you guys play the remake on the 3DS? Uh, yeah, I beat I, I beat Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, and but I haven't gotten around to Majora's Mask yet. But I will say, like, I don't know if it's because I've beaten Majora's uh, not Majora, uh, and I don't know if it's because I've beaten Ocarina of Time so many times now. But like, when I beat the 3DS remake, I was a little bored. 
to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. but again, I've beaten Ocarina of Time. Like, dude, I don't even know how many times as a kid I've beaten that game so many times. So I think it, I think it's more than anything else. It's just, I've played that game so much. I'm too familiar with it. So, you know, I didn't have as good of a time with it playing the 3DS version. It was a good version though. Like it's arguably the best version. Yeah, I, I, I like Docker. I mean, I still like Ocarina of Time. I feel like I like because of nostalgia reasons. Because when I played it, I felt I didn't hate it. Like I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But also after playing like Link to the Past and stuff, I was like, huh, I see things missing. Yes. Yeah. Like the you know what I mean? So, I, so I understand because Ocarina of Time was my first Legend of Zelda. So to me, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um. But to, you know, to everyone else, it was, you know, linked to the past. And sometimes, like, the first just straight-up Legend of Zelda, which I, like, I told myself I'm going to play all the Legend of Zelda games, but Legend of Link and Legend of Zelda, those, I look at those games and I'm like, mm, I don't want to. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> these games are hard as shit. Yeah, dude, I tried to play, uh, um, I tried to play uh, Link's Adventure. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're going like a Castlevania 2 route with this, you know, the side yeah, scrolling, e- except, whatnot. Except his sword is literally like that big. Right? It's like, right? <laughs> it's like, you, you can't do shit with it. And like the amount of damage you take. Oh my God. Like, I, 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 I broke the controller trying to play that one. I'm like, I, I, that's on my permanent shit list of games I'll never play again. <laughs> it's too brutal. Good God. Oh goodness! One so uh, anyway, uh, you definitely should just just don't break a controller. <laughs> I will, no promises. <laughs> You're gonna have to do a review on it. You're gonna be like, "This is the greatest game." No. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, so uh, what got you guys into RPGs and its various subgenres? Because I know that's one of the primary focus of both your channels and content. And again, thank you guys for introducing me to Nier. So you're very welcome. <laughs> I'm really trying to bait you guys into a Nier topic. I mean, we could just yeah. talk about how much of a fucking weirdo Yoko Taro is. Like, <laughs> you see that video where uh, Keichu Okabe won like an award for like, oh, the best music. And then Yoko Taro's like on the floor and he's just like, I'm super salty right yes. now. Stop giving me <laughs> Yes. I love him. I really, really do. He's a wonderful human. He's the realist. Just, he's the absolute realist yeah. game developer that ever developed. Like he's so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yep, I love him. But so back to topic. See, we're trying. I'm trying to stay on topic. I'm trying. I'm really right? Trying. <laughs> <laughs> you said what got us into RPGs and JRPGs. My yeah. first JRPG. Well, if you count Pokemon as a JRPG, it'd be Pokemon. I mean, mm-hmm. it has all an RPG technically. But mm-hmm. if we're gonna go like more, I guess, for like what it was traditional, it'd be Fantasy Star Wars. <clears throat> oh my god. That was like my Ooh. game. I was in that. I distinctly remember not beating it, though. I got to the final boss, but I don't think I ever beat it. How old I was? Maybe like eight or something? Nine? I don't know. But young. And 
Uh, gosh, I was so frustrated that I couldn't beat it. But I remember grinding. I was watching a Let's Play of it the other day, just like just the or part one, and hearing the music brought all the feelings back. I was like, oh, I remember this character. I remember this character. Did uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so, and because Sega is now releasing like the Sega Ultimate Collect or like the collection or something mm-hmm. like that in just year, Fantasy Star Four is on it. I will have my vengeance against this boss, and I, oh God, I'm so excited. I am so excited to, like, see why. I mean, I don't know what my eight-year-old or nine-year-old, maybe ten-year-old self was thinking when I played this game, but this game got me into JRPGs, so something must have clicked, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm really, Fancy Star is <clears throat> definitely would. Okay. Mm, yes. And you know, in a couple of months, they're going to announce it for the, the that collection for the Switch. I don't understand why there's no parody of when they release multi-plat titles on the, the Switch or on the PS4 and Xbox One and then on the Switch. Like, I feel like they, and I know we can get into this topic later, but I feel like they really need to do that to where it's all coming at one time. Or maybe because it is a lot of these. Yeah, like a lot of these titles, I feel like would just sell automatically more on Switch than they would on anything else because of portability. But yeah, right. Like, and I've also, seen some, I've seen so many Switch fans that are basically crying when something doesn't get on the Switch, and it's oh like God, everything so needs true. to be on the Switch. <laughs> yeah, but I, but the Switch is a good console though. So let's let's not sell it short. Like I. I was like, and no, the Switch, like, you know, I'm excited, you know, whatever, but I wasn't like, the Switch is the greatest thing. No, like, the Switch is my fucking child. So, bring that thing everywhere. Yeah. But I, I do think, though, um, isn't it half a different, I'm not, I'm not well hurt, hurt or well spoken on this, but like, have a different operating system entirely from PlayStation and Xbox, like something entirely, like you have to practically rewrite the game. For, like for switch version because nintendo works on an entirely new opera i guess flybird's operating system again i'm not well versed in this no 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 i, I don't but. think um i think the biggest thing for nintendo the hurdle is the cartridge restraints because a lot of the cartridges that they're releasing now are i think 16 gigs where they need to have like 32 and 64 gig cards because a lot of games that you'll buy um either half of its digital like you'll have to do a download and it eats up your internal storage um but i think they are about to start releasing 32 and 64 big uh gig cards carts for the the games eventually late later on this year and i think they also have hinted at 120 gig cart which would make sense because like a lot of these games that are coming out on multi-platforms, like when they're done installing on PS4 and Xbox One, they're like a, you know, close to 100 gigs anyway. Like if yeah. of The Witcher Three coming to the Switch is true, they're gonna need 100 gigs for that. So I don't, dude. <laughs> I feel like the Steam will uh, out of the the fucking Nintendo Switch will will you know fry it right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no way you can, like, I remember uh, Tabata was saying shit like, oh, we might put Final Fantasy 15 on the Switch. And I'm like, yeah, the mobile version. <laughs> it would have to be, yeah. I mean, I know that if they rendered everything in um, the Unreal Engine 4, the Switch can handle it. It'll just make it look muddier, like, texture-wise, but... That's what um, they did with Doom. Like, you you can play Switch on the Doom, but it's, like, half the frame rate... And yeah. it's all on low settings. 
Yeah. I mean, it's still Doom on the Switch, which is cool, but like you are getting like a significantly stripped back version. Yeah. And I can't imagine what uh, Wolfenstein 2 is going to look like when it comes out either. That's probably going to be 30. I think it's the same developer or that's handling like the port. So it might be Iron Galaxy, I think. Yeah. I think it might be like 30 frames per second and then uh, stripped down kind of like how Doom was. I mean, it's good. You got it on the go, but it's also only a five hour game. Hmm. I, I didn't play Wolfenstein too, so. Likewise. But uh, I didn't get you to answer the question. Um, so, what what got you into RPGs and the various subgenres? So, the first RPG I ever played was Breath of Fire on the Super Nintendo, and We're just talking about Breath of Fire too. <laughs> hey. That that game. You know, I used to love as a kid. I really, really dug that game, and I played it so much. Um, I don't know if I'd say that's what got me into RPGs, but it was the start for sure. I think it was somewhere during the PS1 era where I started taking uh, RPGs more seriously because that's when a lot of really big RPGs started coming out. You know, the Final Fantasies, just so many RPGs. And I think it might have been Final Fantasy IX specifically that everything clicked. And I'm like, okay, now I know RPGs are my thing. Like there was something about that game that just made me just fall in love with the world, with the characters, the adventure. You know, I played Final Fantasy IX so much as a kid. Like that game was my life during the fifth grade. You know, I played it so much. (laughs) I loved Zidane's character, you know, I, I loved playing as him and I, lo- I loved his, you know, how he acted with Garnett. You know, everything about that game just like clicked with me so hard. To this day, it's one of my favorites in the series and I've replayed it like at least like five or six times or something like that, which, you know, I'm pretty, when it comes to replaying games, I don't replay games often because I'm usually the type of person where I'm like, done with this, let's move on to something else. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I say like, oh, I've played this game like five, six times, that that doesn't happen often. There's something special about FF9. Yeah, that, <clears throat> I would say I would say that is what like really sparked everything. I think for me, um, for me it was Final Fantasy VII, and I, mm, yeah. basically for me growing up, because uh, English isn't my first language; it's actually my second. Um, when I was uh, growing up in Western Samoa. Um, my mother could never really get me to just enjoy reading, you know, or reading anything in English. So she ended up looking at the fact that I was a big gamer. And so what she did was she got me uh, Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation 2. And she's like, here, just play this. And at first I didn't like it because I'm like, oh, you know, this is just I, I'm not patient, but I stuck with it. And I got so in, like engrossed in the story, like I would do all the side quests. I was doing the chocobo reading part and like i i was so into it and you know once i beat that i got into final fantasy 8 then i got into 9 also i you know final fantasy 9 is actually my favorite i know a lot of people say 6 i played 6 later and i'm like 6 is good but 9 is better (laughs) uh damn that's i've actually played through 6 so i can't say but 
Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Nine is better. Oh! <laughs> like, uh, six, like, I, uh, six, okay, the Six is good. Six is honestly good. I'm not trying to... I am deep learning six. Fuck it. But, like, six is good. I understand why people like six. Six, mechanically speaking, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, how you level up your characters. You have so much customization. <clears throat> for, like, for back in the day, it was fan-fucking-tastic. Just nine, the story, the characters, like, the character interactions yeah. were just gold. Were just gold. Whereas six, I felt like there's a lot of characters, and I not all of them completely melded well like cyan was the only person i was like wow invested in everyone else got a story like tara i was like okay i, I see you uh stetzer okay i see you but cyan though oh my god i was weeping <laughs> for that man oh my god cyan like hit me hard but everyone else i was like ah. whereas like nine i was in it like, nine i was just like oh my god this character that character what's happening this is so funny why like it's just it's it's gold. It's just gold. The characters feel so alive, and yeah. the world, the world, it, the <clears throat> game manages to really capture this sense of adventure, and they do that through the way that you explore the world, and the world ha- feels like it has so much history to it, and there's all these little details that if you pay attention to, like everything ties together in really interesting ways. Nine is the shit. It's so good. Love that game. Nine is so good. I like blew through nine. I remember when I was first playing it, I got to like the crystal cave, the crystal area, whatever, like the final dungeon. Mm-hmm. And I got, I'm pretty sure I got there like within the week. I could not put that game down. So I purposely had to like stop playing because I didn't want it to end. I was like, I'm, I'm here, guys. I'm here. <laughs> so I put the controller down and I didn't play for a while because I didn't want it to end. Then I was like, okay, I need to figure this shit out. So, yeah, especially back then, too, because, you know, when you're a kid and you have a game, that's like, that's all you got. You know, you can't you're not when when you're an adult, you could just like buy whatever games you want or whatever. So you've got too many games when you're a kid. The games that you have, you played them. And when when it came down to like finally finishing them, I feel you like I I it would be hard. I remember, you know, I was talking about (laughs) Breath of Fire. Like I must have replayed breath of fire like you know a bunch of times as well because that's all i had and you know i didn't want it to just be over i wanted to like keep the experience going keep the adventure going yeah i was gonna say the only thing i dislike about final fantasy 9 is the card battle system because i got mm, hooked yeah. on the card battle uh the card battle thing on uh final fantasy 8 to the point my mom took Final Fantasy Eight away from me because I would sit up and play just a card thing. I I was playing that uh, for for hours. I think at one point she's like, because she would sit and, and sometimes and, and ask me about the story. Oh, you know who are the characters? What's going on? And so with Eight, she would ask me, Oh, so where have you gotten in the story? Oh, I haven't. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm playing cards. <laughs> Are you gambling? No, I'm just losing most of my rare cards, but I'm going to win them back. So <laughs> I got this. And she's like, I don't want you getting into ga- gambling. So she just took the game from me. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. I-, I will say that Final Fantasy VIII's card game is way better than nine's. Like, I-, I, don't- I don't usually give eight too many props because I have a lot of problems with it. But I will say that the uh, the card system... <clears throat> The card game 
is way better than nines. Nines, I was not a fan of the card game much. And they yeah. forced you to play that at, uh, I think, they disc did. three. Yeah. Yeah. There's yep. like a tournament yes. or something. They did. I was yep. like, uh, it did, <laughs> too. They gave you a shitty deck of cards to play with. I'm like, uh-uh. Um, yeah. So I guess we can segue into Nier. <laughs> Well, I mean, it. think about it. I mean, what if Yoko Taro made a Final Fantasy game? I would so be for him making Final Fantasy and getting rid of uh, who's Tabata? It? yeah, Tabata and um, uh, Nomura, Nomura, yeah. Okay, well, it, I, I want to give Tabata at least, like, a, a little bit of slack because Final Fantasy XV was not his project. He came in and tried to, like, fix what was there. So I don't, you know, whether you, you love or hate <clears throat> Final Fantasy XV, you know, if you hate it, I don't think it's totally fair to put the blame on Tabata. He just tried to fix what was there. Nomura, though, f- <sighs> fucking Nomura, man. He's a I don't, I don't know about that, that, dude. He's a great character designer, but when it comes great. to a story, no. no. I disagree. No. I don't think he's a great character designer. I think he's a great artist, but his character designs are like belts on top of chains, okay? You can't Nothing even fight me that, on that. Okay? You can't even fight me <laughs> on that. I love it, though. I love it, though. Look okay. at Lulu. Okay. She's okay. literally okay. 70% I percent belts. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm not yeah, I, crush on Lulu I, I love Lulu. I'm to think of, but belts, I man. I love Lulu too. Um, hold on, I'm free. Try. I think it's Fujisaka. Oh my god. Do you? All right, the guy who designed pretty much everything in ter- ah Kimihiko Fujisaka. He's mm-hmm. the one who did Drakengard 3's art, and then like pretty mm-hmm. much all of Terra Battles. Um, for that mobile apps art, and I'm pretty sure he did uh-huh. Terra Battle too. I like his character design. Okay. <clears throat> All right. First time about good character designs. Fine. He's a great artist. Character designs are if hit or miss. Riku, it's not doing it. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 Riku, it's not, not. He gave us a fucking car key for a key. Like, what's happening? Right now? <laughs> he just gave us Noctis with silver hair. You know, like, I was like, ah. Okay. So, you know, maybe Shinsai has a point. Fine. Fine. Uh... Fine. Fine. <laughs> Whatever, good yep. for you. Enjoy your victory, Shintai. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, most of the time, we're on the same side. I guess it just doesn't happen, but okay. All right, so he's not the strongest character designer. But his art he's is good. Fantastic artist. Yeah. Like, when, like for like example, with, artist, so with the Decidia, for example, like, when he went back and drew, like, Zidane, like, characters that weren't his, that he created, his interpretations of those characters his artwork for those characters is fucking awesome like it looks really good like his his drawing of sedane looks fucking great yeah do you see when he drew link like super smash brothers yeah yeah he drew my husband i was like (laughs) (laughs) i was was gonna say oh my god i want a giant like right there i was gonna say the rest of the cast just all cut out no, I was gonna say like he like even the character designs he did for Xenoblade Chronicles two like were really good, like the way he drew them. Like I, I'm a fan of his art yeah. style. Um, like, I just don't likewise, think he, likewise. I don't think he's a good story writer. Like no, 
No. No one said that here. Nobody said that here. <laughs> no. Nobody said that here. I, I recently just finished beating Kingdom Hearts 2 not that long ago. And I ha- I have to say, and I, I'm going to fight anyone who, who tells me otherwise, the absolute best feature of Kingdom Hearts 2 is the skip cutscenes option, okay? Don't fight me on this. That's uh. the best part of that game. <laughs> I've been playing King of Hearts 2 in a hot minute, so I'll, I'll believe you. I'll say, but dual wielding, though. But dual wielding. Okay. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the reason I say it's the best feature, because it gets you to the part of the game that you like. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, I'll so allow it. with Kingdom Hearts being his baby, like, I thought Kingdom Hearts 1 was amazing. I loved it. I thought they could have just stopped there. But the fact that they made all these interquels and then the one sequel and then the prequel and then the interquel to the interquel. I'm like, I don't know what's going on in this story. I own them all. I couldn't tell you what the hell is going on or why Nomura decides to make such a convoluted plot. Now we got time traveling and we don't because of money. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't I write? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's put some because fucking game on the GTA. Disney and Final Fantasy. Like, yeah, like Final again. Fantasy and Disney, it's gonna sell. Like again, yeah. let's put some game on the GBA. Oh, let's let's put the game on that same game and remake it for the PS2. Let's re-release that game and put it on the PS3, and then put it again on the PS4. Like money, <laughs> money. It prints itself. It's like shit. Like, like honestly, for me, I was so salty when I bought the PlayStation Three like compilation for, uh, was it the one point five and the one point and the two point one point five, two point five? Yeah, and the next thing I know, oh, okay, we're getting both of them on the PlayStation Four. The same thing they did with Final Fantasy Ten HD collection, and on then the PS3, like, yeah. I was, I'm like, you know what? And and the PS4 versions run at 60 frames per second. They're better versions compared to the PS3 version. So yeah. it's like it it, it burns even yeah. more because like if they were the same, then it's like okay, whatever, it's not a big deal. But these are technically better, so it's like ugh. Right. <laughs> yep. I got burned by that too. I was pretty pissed off. So <laughs> then I waited till it was like 20, 25 bucks, and I was like, I don't feel bad anymore. See, I needed I... that fragmented passage. I need to do what you do because you, you typically the minute it's announced and it's available, I'll go buy it. And then like in a week or so I get burned. I'm like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> like there's only certain games that I will buy immediately. Like for example, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, I knew not to buy right away. Cause I was like, there's going to be a DLC. And now there's like the game is coming out, like just with the DLC included, you know? So I'm like, oh, yeah. I was going to buy Final Fantasy 15, the Royal Edition, until I heard they're releasing four more episodes that are going to release, like, go into 2019. And the Royal Edition doesn't include those four episodes. I was like, Whoa, you really yourself, sir. Yes. Yeah. No, 100%. I, like, I'll, I'll link you guys to an article. No, so I was like, I, how are you going to give me the Royal Edition? You know, the Supreme Edition, fit for royalty. That's not complete. <laughs> Bitch, if I'm royalty, I have the right to, like, oh my God, to put my head on a platter, dude. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't do that. Oh, God, I was so angry. <laughs> it, sorry, I just, like, went off right there. But you know what I'm saying? That's, that's not real. You know, hearts. No, I, I, I like ranty pelvic. So, I'll just sit here and be like, yeah, girl, you go. Yep, just that. I go just, ahead. you know, it's... 
But it, it's frustrating though, because especially when you're not getting complete games and whatnot. So I'm like, yeah. ah, all right. Well, sometimes <clears throat> it's one thing to get complete, and then there's extra stuff. So so there is a difference, you know, optional stuff. But um, like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, it was a complete game. Now you're getting DLC of like extra stuff, which is fine if you want to do that. I'm done with that game. I had my fun. Goodbye. But um, I just don't like when bits and pieces of you get bits and pieces of games, and, and it makes me uncomfortable or you know unsure to buy games right away because I'm like, is this done? Or is there going to be like DLC? Like, what? And and it upsets me because what's that saying that like Shigeru Miyamoto said, you know? A uh, game released early is forever a bad game, or incomplete, or whatever is always a bad yeah. game. A game yeah. that's delayed can eventually become good, or something like that. Well, now it's become like, oh, if a game is incomplete or not good, you could just patch it. And I feel like it's yeah. a very lazy and dangerous mindset, and I really don't like that. Yeah, because was... like Xenoblade Chronicles Two, when I game, it was subpar. These patches and all this good stuff. Whoever's playing it now is in for a much better experience. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, good for you. And now my review's outdated, so thanks for that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I, I just don't like that mindset. You know, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 definitely could have used an extra three months in the oven. Yeah. Release exactly. the game when it's fucking ready to be released. It would have but been best. Almost... They, they should oh, have released. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say they should have released it. it. It could have dropped this month or last month as opposed to just rushing it to December. You know? mm-hmm. So, Mikhail, I, also I know. Heard... Oh, sorry. Um, Go ahead. I was I was just gonna say, Mikael, I know you're a fucking Yakuza boy, just like me, and you know that when the Yakuza games come out, they're fucking done and they're filled with tons of content. So yeah. you can buy those games day one and not feel an ounce of guilt. Yeah. And I, I think that's the one of the things that um especially like if we were to talk about Final Fantasy fifteen, I bought it day one. I bought the collector's edition. I have the uh I, I bought the season pass with it. And then the next thing I know, uh, they had the additional content, like the multiplayer and stuff, came out. And then they released, before they even announced the Royal Edition, I believe there was like a month or, or a couple weeks before, they had a sale where you can get, you know, the uh, you could buy it digitally and you can get all the content. It's like 30 bucks. It kept popping Easy. up in PSN and Xbox Live. And so I ended up buying it for the Xbox One. Because I have it on PlayStation 4, but I also bought it on Xbox One because I have the One X. And I want to see it look better. The next thing I know, they're like, oh, we got the Royal Edition. And then it's like, it's got extra content that's not in the one that you already bought. It's like, what the fuck? And then they're like, <laughs> we got the Windows Edition. I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got... That's why I have trust issues, so... I got to laugh, though, because when I mentioned... Yakuza, I saw Pelvic look on her face and she was just like, Shintai is on his fucking Yakuza bullshit again. I, know. I, I was like, he's trying. He's trying to tempt me. Try to tempt me. One day. One, so one of these days, days I'm going to get you in the series and you'll love yeah. it. I promise you. Yeah, he oh will. And it's such a great series. Like, it's, you start with, if you play them in order, like, if you start with Zero, go to Kiwami. Then what? Kiwami Two is coming out in August. You play yeah. that, and then hopefully they'll pour it over three, four, and five. But if you play them and then go into six, like the story, you get emotionally attached to these characters, like like you know, like as if you personally know them in real life. That's how good it is. It's 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 amazing. You will love it. 
What, yeah, what I, I love about <laughs> the little that I've played of six, for example, like, I mean, that's a ridiculous number for a series to get up to, and it's still all in be in continuity. Six, right? And what I love about it is, you know, Again, I've only played the demo, but like Kiryu is visibly done with this shit. He is a, he is just like, are we really doing this? Are we yeah. really still doing this? You feel the like, just his fucking burden of just like, man, I'm getting too old for this shit. 48, still punching punks in the face. Like, what the fuck? And the, you know, the fact that the story acknowledges that is, you know, it's so refreshing and so interesting. Like, because this story has gone, what, 30 years? Like from zero, which was in the 80s. and he's Yeah, like 89. Like yeah, 88, 89, something like that. Yeah, he was like 20 and now and then all the way up to where he's at now at 48. So it's like, yeah. that dude's tired. <laughs> Dude, I love how in that, like, one of the first cutscenes in the demo, which is basically like the first chapter of the full game, like mm. this, this guy is like, you know, trying to act all hard and tough. And he's just like, oh, you disrespect me in front of my woman. And Kira's just looking at his watch and he's like, hey, man, I got a schedule. You know, don't fuck with my schedule. <laughs> uh, I've been One wanting to, to stream more of that game, but because of the, the review embargo, like, Lee, until it releases at this point, uh, we can't stream it beyond chapter four. So it's like, whatever I have now is like, I, I I can't until after it releases what the eighteenth of this of April I think yeah so I can't put anything else mm-hmm. out even though there's a lot of people that's already like put the entire story out I'm like oh that's that's cool if the Sega will flag your account for that but yeah no no <laughs> oh well, so. damn I had no idea about that but I don't, <clears throat> one day I will play Yakuza maybe if I have time. Again, there's just so many games yeah. and not enough time to play them all. So I'm just kind of like. <sighs> uh, what I was going to say was like uh, one of the things that I'm kind of, you know, like like you were saying earlier about how like you have trust issues with the games coming out because you don't know if they're complete. And that's one of the things that is concerning me about the direction the gaming industry is going because I feel like mm-hmm. the 90s and early 2000s, you bought a game and that was, you know, everything. Whereas now it's like, I'll release a broken half-ass game and then I'll just patch it here and there and add more stuff to it. And it's like, I don't know, like, what what are your guys' thoughts on, like, uh, like the gaming industry, like how they're just rushing out I games? agree. I really do agree. Like, I feel like... And one thing I have to I feel like certain games are being released incomplete or... Uh, def or, or buggy or definitely could have used again another few months in the, in the oven mm-hmm. but um at the same time someone, i don't know if if anyone knows this, let me know but is it cheaper to um send like put out the game and then have like a small like part of the development team just patch it up versus delaying a game you know not getting any sales at all and then because maybe i think i was trying to think maybe that's why they do it i don't know how how many Dallas signs are being moved around. So if it is actually cheaper for them to release a game and then just have a small development team and pay them to do all the bugs and the patches in a few months. I do, like, regardless, even, like, if the money is cheaper that way, it totally does impact the user experience. Because as I said, my experience with Xenoblade Chronicles 2 will not be the same as someone who's playing it right now. I guarantee they'll have a much more enjoyable time than I did with the game. 
Um, but um, I do agree that the gaming industry is heading that way, though. That it's just like, oh, we, you know what? This is the real estate. We'll just patch it up. Let people play this and da da da. You know what I mean? We'll we'll patch it up within two weeks. I'm just kind of like, or you could have just, you know, not. But it's fine. Well, I've read a few books. Um, two in particular called Significant Zero, and uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. And these books are deep dives into like the behind the scenes of video game development, particularly Blood, Sweat and Pixels, because it deals with different companies as opposed to Significant Zero, which is primarily one guy's journey through the video game industry. Both are really good and I recommend them. Um, but having read those books, it does give me a better idea of like what goes on behind the scenes. And there is a lot of money that's like being shuffled around and uh, it takes just to have a company running, you know, that takes like a lot of money because you have to pay those people's salaries and you can, it, it, t- it could take like, you know, just like a week can be like, you know, $20,000 or something like that. Like it's a lot of money that's getting shuffled around. So when games get delayed, it's like a bargaining between like the developer and the publisher. The publisher wants to get the game out as quickly as possible to start getting you know, profits, but the, the developer usually wants to keep working on the game. So to, to make the game better. So it's, it has to do with like the, the, the relationship between the developer and the publisher, you know, what kind of deals they strike. And, <clears throat> you know, when it, whenever a game gets delayed, that's usually the developer, you know, talking to the publisher going like, Hey, we need more time. And sometimes that doesn't happen because the publisher's like, no, we need this out. We need to start making money now. So that's why we sometimes get these like broken games because a compromise wasn't, you know, achieved between the the publishers and the developers. And I kind of feel like it's the more we're pushing towards, you know, especially with this generation of uh, pro, you know, gamers that are wanting more and more realistic looking games. I feel like, uh, and I could be completely wrong here, but I feel like a lot of Japanese developers are kind of like, how do we really you know their their whole thing is not really so much as making more realistic games as it is making more content heavy games and you know the difference in the eastern gaming market and the western gaming market and the more the west is focusing on graphics and realism the harder it's getting to a point where we're going to have these complete games because they're putting so much into how it looks you know the bigger the budgets are getting and it's just getting to a point where it's like we're just get, basically giving you a beta, like you know, like uh, Lady Pelvic, like you were saying, how you know your experience and, and even my experience with Zelda Chronicles Two, and from when we reviewed it, is not going to be the same as you know someone who picks it up now in March and they got all the extra content, the patches, and I think they fixed the frame rate issue and the graphics and whatnot. So it's like someone who picked it up in in December and played it from, you know, December to probably January is like, oh, okay, yeah, we got a completely different experience. And it's it, it's it's concerning to me, like, the direction that the industry is going in. Um, it's, it's it's becoming more like a, a, a software as a service or games as a service versus uh, y'all can jump in at any point because I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm losing the words as I'm thinking about it, but it, it's 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 I know the devs need more time and learning more hardware, but it's it's just it's really concerning that we're not getting complete games because you know growing up in the '90s and 
and the 2000s like you bought a game it was complete and it was done yeah yeah um just to give you like just to throw in like another like crazy thing that happened in blood sweat and pixels so like bioware for example this the the book covered when they were making dragon age inquisition which is the Mm -hmm. third game in the series and uh one of the crazy things that happened there and you know you'd never expect this to be such a huge problem but like they transferred to a new engine right they're they're getting tired of working on with their old engine and they're like you know we need to upgrade so they used the frostbite engine right mm-hmm. the problem is the frostbite engine was made for first person shooters so kind of think of like a game engine as kind of like a factory right and your your company wants to build cars but you just got a factory that builds bikes and now you have to figure out how to get this factory that's made for bikes to start making cars. Just give it kind of like an analogy. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like, no, so no, like okay. yeah, that that's why. So that's one reason why Dragon Age Inquisition, for example, got delayed as much as it did because they were wrestling with this engine that was not meant for RPGs. It was meant for first person shooters. And they were having to fight with it like tooth and nail, like every step of the development, like just, crazy shit like they could like for a while they didn't even have like a third person view because the game was made to be in first like the engine was made to be in first person so they had to like do weird shit with the engine to convince it to like display a character model that represented your your character so that just to give it an idea of like oh why do games get delayed you know it's things like that that can happen things that the the developers don't foresee and then it's like holy shit you know (laughs) <laughs> what are we gonna do? Yeah, and, and I, I think um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say on on the flip side, on a positive note of this, I do like the idea of if a game is a little bit buggy, you know, the game is like complete. It's just there there's a few bugs. They can patch it and be like, oh, it's fixed. Versus like you know, if we got a game in the '90s, like oh, it's screwed, it's screwed. Like the translation's wrong. Oh, the translation's wrong. You know what yeah. I mean, like stuff like that. So, so I, I, there's, there's an appreciation for it. I just don't like when it, it it's like constantly. <laughs> I had when a it's terrible, abused. Yeah, when it's abused. Thank you. I had this terrible analogy in my head. It's like <laughs> people who can keep just using Plan B without using condoms. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay. Oh, my analogy. I was like, should I say this? Oh, well, yeah, it's out my mouth. It's out. Here we go. I told you, you can say whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> no, I mean, but I just, I, it's stuff like that. Exactly. But shouldn't I tastefully said it as Caesar said it? Don't abuse it. Go that one. Excuse me. Excuse my. Oh, <laughs> I said it. Whatever. We in this bitch. <laughs> yo, yo. I think I preferred the way you put it anyways. I, I do. I do. It's probably going to be the tagline for this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, but back on topic, though, you know what I'm saying, though, right? Y'all get what I'm talking about? Like, damn. <laughs> Sorry. I went there. All right? We, we, we're all adults. Hey, it's, it's fine. Unfiltered uh, thoughts and, and speech is usually the best that I, that I love having on this uh, podcast. But speaking of that, like, do you guys think that's why Nintendo has been doing so well? Like, even though like the Wii U is basically a sales flop and yeah, whatnot, like, sure. do you think the way that they develop games, like, do you think that they shifted with the way that 
you know, most Western developers and like Square and whatnot have of trying to focus on realism, or do you think that they kept their core tenet of focusing on an idea, a premise for a game, the fun factor, how it controls, and just making all the content available or as much as they can for the final purchase before they add in DLC? Like, well, considering fucking Mario and Zelda were completed games, like, I think they're doing pretty good, you know? Like, most (laughs) of. Most of the patches for, for those games are just like fixing little things like, oh, you know, frame rate's a little better. You know, oh, there's a glitch that like 1% of people found. Like, oh, it's fixed, you know, things like that. But when the, when those games came out, you could still play them. And a year later, if someone picks up Breath of the Wild, you know, barring the, uh, the expansion packs, like they're still going to have relatively the same experience. And I think that's one of the strengths of Nintendo where, for them, it's like quality first, right? They they want to make sure that they put out a good product that stands the test of time. Definitely, I agree with Shintai. Like, yeah, I what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm still impressed with like the physics engine that's in Breath of the Wild. Like that still blows my mind. Like, oh how... my gosh, <laughs> do you see like those crazy like snippets on Twitter? You know where they just like have like a tree freeze or a rock freeze and they'll hit it and then climb on top of it and they'll just yeah. like go past yeah. half the continent or like they do it to like horses and stuff i'm like what is happening and it's, just, it's so insane what you can do in this game and i'm like wow like this is how zelda essentially was kind of like meant to be like um there's different ways to tackle things it's not just yeah. one way like oh you have to use the boomerang to hit the switch oh no you can use bomb you can use a boomerang you can see shooter. you can, you know just like different things in the zelda universe I remember I remember seeing this one video it was nuts like it was in a shrine and like the entrance was here and then like the the end of the shrine was like close by but you're not supposed to get in you know until you solve the puzzle and this guy just did some crazy shit really like you know he, he got on his shield and then he threw something and then he jumped on it and then got over uh, to to the end and I'm just like how the fuck did you do that like <laughs> it's all these crazy yeah. tricks like what I, I love calling it like I, I love to call it the legend of I did not know I could do that because that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of that. But I like it. I like it. I like it. I, my friend did the same thing. I was stuck. There was like three fire pillars that I had to get on the other side. There just made a fire. I could not. And there was like a boulder. I was like, I, I didn't. I knew you had to move the boulder on top, but I didn't know how to get around because I could cover like mm-hmm. two of the pillars. My friend's like, give me the controller. I was like, what are you doing? My friend is like one of those guys with shield jumping guys you were telling me about, Shinsai, just some mm-hmm. random stuff. <laughs> he pretty much had the rock, like hit Link into the fire, like through the fire. And just, I got to the other side and I got the switch or whatever. I was like, wow. I mean, I took damage, but I, I went in there. You know, I was like, I don't, I don't think that was the way I was supposed to do it, but still count. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, that game is just, wow. That that's one thing I like about the game is like sometimes you can find your own way to do it even if it isn't the intended way. Like I remember there was a shrine with like a weird puzzle and I I was just like, man, fuck this puzzle. So like it was like an electric based puzzle as opposed to like activate a switch with uh with the electricity. So I said, fuck the switch. I just threw a bunch of like weapons on the floor and connected it to where it was supposed to go. And I was just like, Oh yeah, I I did that too. It's like, you know, screw this puzzle. I'm going to do it my way. Right. And and that's the thing that I find so interesting about people that actually hate Breath of the Wild. And they they say it's because 
it's not a standard type Zelda game. And I'm like, I don't think Miyamoto wanted it to just stay one static formula for the entire series because if anything, you can look at um, what was uh, the Twilight Princess mm-hmm. as proof of they stay with one formula. And for me, when I play Twilight Princess, yeah, it's pretty. It's basically a prettier Ocarina of Time, but I felt it was stale in comparison to like Wind Waker with the sailing, you know, and, and I felt like, you know, even with Majora's Mask with the whole time travel, you know, the back three days and slowing time, it's like each game should have its own unique experience instead of trying to stay the status quo. And that's what I really enjoyed about uh, Breath of the Wild. It's like, this is truly something new, like nobody's doing it. And I also feel like, for me, Breath of the Wild killed off Horizon Zero Dawn, because I I got Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I got a review copy for that like a week before it launched. And I'm like, oh, this is the greatest game ever. Then I played Breath of the Wild. I'm like, fuck Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm all of that. I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I was about to jump off a mountain until I realized, wait a minute, I'm not playing Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I, I like Breath of the Wild. I do excuse me, understand some of its criticisms. That being, it didn't particularly do anything new um, or, like, groundbreaking for the genre itself. Like, it's still, like, kind of like a survival open-world game. So, you know, when you look at other open-world survival games, I'm like, okay, like, you know, you collect things, you build things, and blah, 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 blah. Like, cool. Now, for a Zelda game, like, did it break boundaries for Zelda? Yes. Did it break boundaries for like a game like just the genre you know like oh my god this is new you know i guess breakthrough like i i wouldn't say so great experience great game love the game i just think needed more dungeons it really did did. it did like here's the thing with breath of the wild where they consistently said that they were going back to the well and they were going specifically back to Zelda 1 because Zelda 1 had this kind of uninhibited sense of adventure where you can just go literally anywhere you want. Even though the dungeons were numbered like, oh, this is the this is supposed to be the first dungeon or the second dungeon. You can say fuck that if you wanted to and you can do uh, dungeon 5 first and then do dungeon 2 or whatever. And the thing is, though, Zelda 1 still had dungeons. Breath of the Wild did not have dungeons. And I, I would say that the only actual dungeon in Breath of the Wild was Ganon's Castle. And while, don't get me wrong, the Divine Beasts were cool, you know, I, I kind of saw them less as dungeons and more like elaborate puzzles. That's kind of how, like, yeah. Almo- yeah. almost like, almost like, uh, like you were fighting a, a Colossus from Shadow of the Colossus in a way. I, but like, because of that, though, I missed being able to like experience really f- uh, tightly honed and crafted level design where you go into an area and it's like crafted around some like these interesting ideas. And the, the dungeon is supposed to test you on your knowledge of those ideas. And, you know, Breath of the Wild doesn't really do that. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of a shame. And if they make another game in a style similar to Breath of the Wild, I would like to see the return of like more traditional Zelda dungeons just, you know, now in this like really awesome giant open world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be yeah. like, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, I, I agree. I would like that. I would like it to be, you know, 
or there's a cave. It's not necessarily a shrine, but it's it's just, you know, it's a cave. Um, it's a crevice. It's a sinkhole. Like, kind of unexpected dungeons, if you would. Yeah. You know, like mini dungeons that aren't shrines. Just like you're exploring, and you fall into a sinkhole. Whoa. Or there's, like, a rickety bridge, and, like, it actually snaps. And then you fall into this whole other, you know, world mm. and whatnot. Like, I, I think that would be so cool, you know. Or, like, oh, even, like, the oceans or something. You know, oceans or waters. Um, if there was, like, a little part of ocean you can swim through and kind of did what they did in oracle of seasons where there's literally like a whole nother map in oracle seasons underwater i was like that's crazy or in ages (laughs) i think it blew my mind and i was like that's what they need in or even sub rosa when you go underground like like they just unconventional dungeons so like yes official more official dungeons but also just like mini dungeons mini areas oh yeah i agree um and i also like one thing I, I didn't like about Breath of the Wild was like once you finish the grant the Great Plateau and you you pretty much have all of the things that you need, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got the magnet, you you know, to push around blocks and stuff, um the to create like the uh the ice pillars and whatnot. And then that you know, you get all that stuff there and then you don't really expand beyond that. Like you get new weapons and stuff, you get new gear, but you don't really get anything that you know Ex, like expands your move set, so to speak. So, I would like to see that return as well, and you know, to kind of mitigate, like, well, what about if you go into a dungeon, you don't have the right thing? I think they could just easily just put like, hey, these are like the the required things to, to enter this dungeon first. Like, you need the hook shot first, or you need the bow and arrow first, and they could just tell you beforehand, and then and you could still enter the dungeon if you want to, but like, they just let you know ahead of time, like, hey, if you don't have this stuff. You know, you may not be able to to finish it, and I think that'd be a nice compromise. Yeah, like I was gonna say, like uh, what they could have done, which I I would have been all for, given the physics engine, is definitely thrown in the hook shot because you could have hook shot it on something and swung around like uh like Spider Man or like in Bion Commando. I I would have been all for that if they yeah. had incorporated. But I think what they could have done with making the world map in in Breath of the Wild as big as it was. You know, you got the the physics engine. There's so much that you could do, and there's so much empty area where it's like you're just running from point A to B in the in the sense. And it's like I was thinking, what if they incorporated stuff from like uh, what's the one that a lot of people hate, Skyward Sword? Like incorporate, you know, like the the flying bird thing into it. Uh, incorporate some of the dungeons. Pull some stuff from A Link Between Worlds. Or or uh, Ocarina of yeah. Time, Majora's Mask, like you know, just in the sense of you've got a massive sandlot to play in, and you've got yes. a shit ton of dungeons to go into as well. And then you've got your little, you know, your shrines where you can get extra stuff if you want. It's not you know necessary, and then just just way more to do. That's one thing. Like once I beat Breath of the Wild, once I beat the story, like even though I've got the DLC, I've not gone back and played it. It's just once I beat it, I felt done. And I, I I have no incentive to go back in it even for like the additional content and play it. So I think they just should have added just throw everything in there that they could, just get crazy with it. I would have enjoyed that. I really would have enjoyed more. I mean, like, yes, they obviously like kind of hate tribute to Majora's mask by adding the mask in, like or fierce DOD. Like I, I get it. But I mean, it would have just been awesome to see like Andrew and Cafe or like descendants of them. Or as you said, like a bird, like almost every, I, I, almost every JRPG ever always has a way to like fly around. 
you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and they, they didn't have, they, they, you could teleport, like I, I get it. You could teleport to certain locations and whatnot, which mm-hmm. is fine, but it would've been like cool to have like, not like elevations. Well, I mean, they did with mountains and stuff, but like only certain ways you can get in. Like, oh, you have to fly over. You literally can't climb this mountain. You can have like all the, well, not can't, but you would really struggle versus if you just flew in there or like yeah. enter certain dungeons only by, you know, flying and whatnot. Yeah. Have go do the Minish Cap route where they had like a sky dungeon and whatnot. Like, that'd be awesome. Are you kidding me? Um, same thing. Like, oh my god. And Link to the Past when they had the medallions, that was so fresh. Where you yes. just like threw something like uh, you know, a pool of rocks and a frog came out. I think it was a frog or fish. But yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Fish was bitching like, why did you here take this medallion, get out of my face or something? I was like, <laughs> yeah. that was awesome. <laughs> You know what I mean? If they had stuff like just stuff like that, just weird little things, because, you know, everyone gets excited when you're playing a JRPG. I know Zelda isn't a JRPG, but you're playing a game and there's like a little cut. Like you walk into a house, you're just you walk into a shop, you're just going to buy an axe or whatever. And then you see like the shopkeeper and his wife arguing and then the wife like walks out or something. And you're like, what's wrong? It's like, whoa, quest, the cutscene, what's that? Stuff like that. Just just things like that would have been awesome. Like the way they did the Yuga Clyde. Yuga, is that right? The the Yuga clan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Like travelers, I dog the first time I got hit with the Yuga clan, I walked up, you know, this traveler. I didn't really like I this was my first time before I realized, you know, there was a name versus I think it would just say traveler if it was a Yuga clan member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you know, it was like, Oh, you look I could see your future. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like I got a side quest. I see your death. And I was like, freaked me out but it was awesome or the first time you see those dragons you're you know i wanted more of that and and as you said they have so much to play with they have skyward sword minish cap spirit tracks um ocarina of time link to the past link between world like how cool would have been to see like a a spray paint oh my god Uh, a graffiti of of link you know what i mean whoa hey Hey, I know where that came from. Oh, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But they just didn't. And it's sad. Yeah. So and, and I just uh, ranted. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Like, And one of the things I was going to add into your rant was pulling something from a completely different genre. But I think it would work perfectly well in Breath of the Wild if they pulled kind of like from Grand Theft Auto, how they have Grand Theft Auto online, where there's always something going on. There's constant missions and different things to to do like can you imagine breath of the wild with multiplayer components mm-hmm. where people can just jump in and jump out that would be freaking awesome you know there's always some create your own character yeah you know yeah, yeah. so it, it just i feel like they could have gotten way more creative with it i feel like they were rushed could you imagine right <laughs> I get the feeling Pelvic would make a drag queen. What? I bet I bet you'd create your own character and it'd be a drag queen. I don't know why. Really? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no response? Hey, did she freeze? Hey there. I don't know. Did she freeze? Oh, oh well. You know, we, we get technical difficulties on, you know. Sorry. It goes, you know, it happens. So oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was botting out. My bad. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? I missed it. That's why I didn't like a laugh or smile. If I didn't have a reaction, I was 
Um, I, I said that if there was a create a character for like the next Zelda game or whatever, uh, you'd probably make like a drag queen. Maybe. Uh, I would. I would. Make, I don't know. My I character would be flamboyant. My character would be like flamboyant. Like, I love playing male characters because they're always gay. They're just <laughs> woman. But yeah, br- here I am. <laughs> I bring it up because my sister loves drag queens, and since you're like. The char- I noticed that the characters that you like are like pretty boys, so it just I do, <laughs> I do, I do love pretty boys. I I rarely ever play females. Oh, damn females! <laughs> <laughs> but um, that would be awesome, man. If they made a Legend of Zelda MMO, you'd probably never see me again. Like, sorry guys, I'm quitting YouTube. I'm just going. Like, I'd stream it. That's about it. Like, this is all you guys get from me now. You you you. you <laughs> You'll be the queen of of uh like Zelda MMO Twitch, you know. Yep, that's it. That's all I'll do. I mean, imagine you know, how much money they everyone. Could, imagine how much money they could make if they did that. that oh I mean, like really, like okay, we're gonna take the Breath of the Wild physics. We're gonna give you an open world. We're gonna constantly add to it. Pay ten dollars a month. They would have so much. It'd be like this. this it would work. I think it would work. They would have so much money, they wouldn't know what to do with it. They'll have to give it away. Like, <laughs> like uh, oh, and they could do uh, cool stuff, like, similar to what Final Fantasy fourteen does. Because with what, you know, I'm not, like, super well-versed in fourteen, but something that I know that they do is that they will incorporate storylines that are uh callbacks to older final fantasy games like they they i think they recently did a thing where they had some quests that were like written by the guy that did final fantasy tactics and they had like quests related to that you know imagine if they made a zelda mmo and then you had a of of this awesome side quest that is like eerily reminiscent of like the the side quest from majora's mask with a cafe is cafe is that his name yeah cafe, cafe. yep cafe yeah. And yeah like imagine yeah cafe and andrew imagine if you had this cool side quest that was suspiciously similar to that one you i'd fucking freak <laughs> or awesome. like, like that or just like i'm telling you as you said small things like you see just a troop of like a, a troop of actors and actresses like dancers and whatnot but they're all doing the dance um in majora's mask mm, yeah you know? yeah i would be like like they that's all like that's it there's nothing more to it you just see that people get excited it just makes you feel good you're like oh my god this is great they remembered their own game good job (laughs) (laughs) didn't forget yeah so i i agree it would be awesome or if they had like a zora that's like baby like mick what's his name or zoras could be a race that you can play as oh that I would marry? Well, yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> that married a Zora man. So you're going to make a gay boy Zora? You bet, boy. But oh, yeah. Man. So we just like beat this topic to death. We're just I, like, I, I know. Nintendo, <laughs> pay us. Holy pay crap. Us. We we just gave you your next gold yeah. IP. Like just just do it already. Just give us all yeah. the royalties. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, please. We'll we'll take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, since we're on the topic of Nintendo, I want to get your guys' takes on like the Nintendo Direct. Um, what you thought of it? Which and uh, Pelvic, I know you did a video on it. 
Um, but mm -hmm. do you guys feel like there's too many Wii U ports, or do you feel like Wii U had a lot of solid first-party titles from Nintendo, but because no one really bought the Wii U, it's it kind of makes sense for them to re-release it anyway to get some type of profit or some type of return. I'm, yeah, I'm on the fence because it depends where you are. If you're like me and you bought all the things, you know, like you bought Hyrule Warriors, you bought Yoshi's Woolly World. Well, that's not out yet, I don't think officially. But you, no. you bought yeah. Bayonetta one and two. You bought um, um, Hyrule Warriors. Just anything on there, just anything. Well, yeah, Hyrule Warriors. But there was another one. Oh, like Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. There you go. I mean, yeah. just with the new funky mode. But if you bought all of these games already for the Wii U, yeah, I do feel like you're getting fucked. I'm like, well, thanks. And especially for Hy Hyrule Warriors pissed me off because I bought that game. I bought all the DLC for it. And oh. like the only one I didn't buy is I didn't buy the handheld version because I just didn't care to play it again. <laughs> to be frank, even though like Tara is like one of the best characters ever. I love her. Or Tetra. But mm -hmm. um, she like, but you get dogged because like if you bought the 3DS version and you bought the uh, DLC and then you're getting it now for $40, like, let, like I was like, man, you're kind of an ass. Like, why would you, yeah. why would you yeah. do that? However, now on the flip side, if you didn't buy a Wii U, you you didn't buy any of the deals, you didn't do anything with the Wii U, you just you didn't acknowledge the Wii U, then this is great. Good for you. <laughs> but I'm salty because it's not good for me. I did support the Wii U. You know, I buy a Wii. I bought all these games for it. So and I get there's like pros and cons to it. Cause some people retire games after like I put my Wii U away. I was like, I don't play you anymore. Like I just and I don't really go back and play games. It's not really my thing. So I put it away. Um, but some people like to replay games, so maybe they put their Wii U away and they're playing this. If you've never played owned a Wii U, this is great. Um, but goddamn, if you did, it's it's really you're really taking it up the ass right now, <laughs> and it's not pleasant. So I I feel you. Yeah, I'm you know I'm in the same boat with you guys in the sense of all these games that are being remastered for. And I'm just going to call it remaster because basically, to me, that's all it is. It's a remaster version. Um, and they're trying to get their returns on the games that they didn't um, make money off of, which I, I feel like a lot of the ones that they're pushing heavily, like uh, Bayonetta 2, I don't think a lot of people bought that as much as they, they could have the first time around. Um, I bought... So basically, everything that came out on the Wii U that's come out again on the Switch, I've already bought again and i understand like your frustration with it too but i think a lot of it for me is just the benefit of being able to play it portably and that's the mm. bus i tell you guys i also say though like having played bayonetta 2 on the switch uh and also the original wii u version the the benefit is also that the switch version plays better it it has a, a better frame rate and the performance overall is just, you know, superior. So, I mean, but at the same time, it, if you bought Bayonetta 2 on the Wii U, you know, it, it, it's shitty. Cause it's like, well, I bought a, a shittier version of a game that I can, you know, that is now available uh, on the Switch where I can play wherever the fuck I want. So. I think uh, on that note, I think Nintendo is just really banking on the fact that, hey, we can, if it's portable, people are going to buy it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't blame Nintendo for doing this because, uh, like you mentioned, 
Wii U was a flop. No one bought the Wii U. Nobody liked the Wii U. And as a result, a lot of really great quality games came out on the Wii U that uh, got forgotten, yeah. basically. And now they can have this second wind. Now's this, now's their, ta- their chance, their time to shine, you know, on the Switch, which everyone likes, everyone's buying, everybody wants. And I mean, I, again, you know, you, you're getting more games on the Switch. If you, if you feel that strongly about like, uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, you just don't buy it, the Switch version, you know? But I, I still feel the pain of like, yeah, you kind of got fucked. <laughs> it, it sucks. But uh, from a business standpoint, totally makes sense from Nintendo to do this. Or at least release it at a cheaper price. Like instead of. Well, they did. They did because it's $40 instead of 60 for the Hyrule Warriors. True, true. true yeah. True. So, so they did. Uh, so that, like, like, I get it. You're right. Like, just don't buy it. Like, I, I hear you, but I still feel dick. Yeah. No, I. I, feel... <laughs> I know. But it's, like, it's, you're right. from a business standpoint, you're not wrong. You're you're truly not. I am just salty. That's I me. totally get you. <laughs> I totally get you. No, it's like one of the things like I, I've been hearing from a lot of people, especially in the Nintendo gaming community. Um, a lot of them own also a PlayStation as well, and they keep talking about they're sick of the ports. I'm like, if you think about it, I, I asked a lot of them. I'm like, do you guys not remember the first three years of the PlayStation Four? They're like, oh, oh. yeah. They're like, well, that's not the same thing. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Mm, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, you know, double standards. People have their fandoms and whatnot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I was not yeah. happy about the PlayStation 4 either. I'm like, I've, you know, Uncharted, like, we've, we've played it. What are you talking about? Like, well, I haven't played it, but people have already played it. Granted, Uncharted made people love it so much, they'll play it over and over. So good for them. But, um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of ports over for the PlayStation 4. Excessive amount. I was like, "There's no reason for me to get a PlayStation Four day one." Where yeah. Switch? Switch? I bought that shit. I was like, "Cops, got it." You know, the one one thing that I think um, that should be on the Switch, and I think if it came on the Switch, it would actually sell out more than anything else. Uh, it kind of leads into our next topic. Well, actually, I don't think we really touched on the direct aside from the ports, but we can merge the two topics together. I was going to say the Kingdom Hearts 1.2 plus 2.0 or 1.5 plus 2.5. I think they would have made a lot of money on the Switch for Square if they did that. Uh, Secret of Mana remake would have made a lot of sense on the I'm Switch. I'm shocked. Secret of yeah. Mana did not come on the Nintendo. That one, I was like, huh? Yeah. Come- yeah. That one was a bit weird. I, I agree with yeah. that. Kingdom Hearts, I mean, it should come out on the Switch. I mean, why the fuck not? But I also understand why it came out to, for play. I mean, Kingdom Hearts was raised on the PlayStation until yeah. that Nintendo 3DS game Birth by Sleep for some reason. But I think it was no, it was another one. But it doesn't matter. Whatever. Kingdom yeah. Hearts flip flopped. But the main where Kingdom Hearts like birthed from, you know, it's Sony. Let's be honest. Yeah, Birth by Sleep um, was on the PSP. I, I think. Yeah, was, sorry, uh, I meant the. It was like 300 Rivers? something something over. Yeah, three hundred whatever over my balls. How do you even say the name of that title? <laughs> my balls. <laughs> no, it's three hundred. I believe it's three hundred fifty-two, or three hundred. Yeah, three hundred fifty-two over two days. I like my balls though. Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to like finish this fucking statement now. Whatever. <laughs> oh man. But um, yeah. So that it's. Oh, but and one thing I do kind of like about port, like. I'm not going to say ports, but certain things. For example, 
The World Ends With You. That game is great. That game is fan-fucking-tastic. I love that game. I'll defend that game all day, every day. Um, I don't think it's, like, the perfect game, but it was so much fun. It was so unique. It was a breath mm-hmm. of fresh air. I'm happy that that game is getting remastered, because that game, I feel like, deserves it. You know, that game came out a while ago, a hot minute ago. It's not like a game the original you know, Uncharted. DS. Yeah, the original DS. So that game came out a hot minute ago, whereas, like, Uncharted 3 being remade or remastered for the PlayStation 4 or Uncharted 2, I was kind of like, ah, it's not... I mean, it's older, but, like, Skyrim got, like, you know, forever remakes. Stuff like uh, that. Uh, or, like, all the remakes <laughs> ever. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, The World Ends With You was such, like, a low-key game. Like, it was good, but, like, it died down. And now it's, like, back up again with new content. Am I going to buy it? No, because I play games once, and then I'll just, let's play the rest. You know, I, I get it while it's, like, I get it once, and boom, bam, I'm done. But uh, I, I don't know if anyone saw this meme, but it, it was hilarious. Uh, you know, everyone, everyone should know about the steamed hams meme, right? Because it's everywhere. Like the Simpsons, the the Simpsons steamed hams. No, no, I think I've seen no. that. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the point is like uh, there there's a scene where uh, <laughs> Todd Howard comes in and he's like, ah, I have all these new names, and uh, the guy responds like, names? I thought you said new games. And he's like, no, new names for all these uh, Skyrim remasters, like. <laughs> That's been too many ports of that fucking game. I swear wow. to God. Yeah. You got it in yeah, VR. You got it on the Switch. You got it. They have it in VR. Yeah. Yep. Oh VR. God, I, forgot. Yeah. I forgot that was. Oh my god. I didn't care. I'm telling you, I say all the time now, like Skyrim coming out for this smartwatch, you know, 2020. Right? Like I'm telling, I'm telling you, man. I'm just like Skyrim Mobile, Skyrim this. I'm like, oh my god, guys. Like I don't hate Skyrim. I don't. I. I played the i don't think you understand i did not see daylight because of that game all right i really did not oh my god but how many remakes of skyrim do just give us a new you know give us the new entry in the elder scroll series that's what i want and and that's that's where i'm at because i'm like i don't feel like you know three or even four oblivion even got this many remakes i don't think they got any remakes actually and then you've got Skyrim, which has been on everything except for your 3DS and PSP. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it's, it's, it's insane, like, how many times they're, they're, it, they're porting that. And I feel like, especially when they ported it this last time, that, that should have been at least 40 bucks. I don't think it should have been 60 in my opinion. It was 60 Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Nah. I, I, I drew the line with that. I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all Skyrimed out, man. Every time I hear Skyrim, I'm like, okay, next. Yeah. Next. <laughs> so that's it. So what did uh what so what are your guys' thoughts on like the uh Kingdom Hearts three trailer that came out uh, a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Uh um, fucking give me the goddamn game already. Yeah. Tired of yeah. Shit. I was gonna ask you guys, like, do you think it's actually gonna release this year? Because I feel like we've been waiting for this fucking game for what? Since two thousand like I don't, they, they like hinted at it. I don't trust I Square. I, I don't trust no Square. I remember. Do you fucking remember where they made a huge deal about Final Fantasy 15's release day? There, they they had like a stage and there was like a button. And guys, like don't touch the button. Don't touch the button. And the guy put, oh, yeah. you know, did it anyways. And it's like, oh, here's the release day. That got delayed. They they made a big deal about their release day, and that release day. <laughs> Was not true. They fucking delayed it. So it's like, no, I don't. I don't trust Square. I don't trust them to release it this year. It's not yeah. happening. Yeah. 
I, I question. I mean, I, I hope so. I do. I hope so. I, I, I hope so. I really do. I really, really do. But like, aside from that, how does it look? It looks great. It looks fantastic. I want to play. I fucking love Toy Story. So I was about that. Are you kidding me? I love the shit out of Toy Story. So I'm super excited about that. What other um ones did they show? Like Tangled. Tangled's fine. Everyone loves Tangled. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's fine. It's a Disney movie. I Monsters, it. Inc. Um, Monsters, yeah. Inc. That's the fucking hell yeah. I haven't yeah. seen University, but I'm excited for Monsters, Inc. And like, there's just small it's things okay. that um they added. Did you know, like, in Monsters, Inc., the movie, um, you know, Mike Wazowski's cracking jokes, and he's like, oh, I used to go bowling with my friends all the time. Of course, I was the ball, but I'm... <laughs> in Kingdom Hearts, if you notice, uh, in the trailer... They showed like Sora using him as a bowling ball. Yeah. Like, oh, that's how, great! Yeah. I didn't I notice like, oh, that. Shit. That's so good. I can't, I can't take credit for that. I saw that on Twitter somewhere, but I, I was like, "Oh, that is a damn good catch. That was a slick catch." But um, and, I, I don't like the designs of Monsters Inc. I feel like Goofy. No, they they lost inspiration. They're like, let's just give him googly eyes and gr- make him green and call it a day. Sora looks like something from DeviantArt, and Donald. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no. I I don't. I don't know what's happening with Donald. I was gonna. I get there's just the little monsters, but I wasn't. Yeah, Sora. Sora looks like a weird sex thing. Sora <laughs> looks like something not okay. Sora is like a like like that kinky those those really kinky furries who are like into super weird shit. Like being a furry isn't enough. Like you got to take it to the next level. You know, whack ass. You got to be an extreme so like, furry. <laughs> yeah, like. I'm, I next can't. level extreme oh, furry yeah next level oh, so man. that that's how i feel about their designs but i am excited that monsters inc is a part of it the gameplay looks great going through the factory looks fun i'm excited i am very very excited i'm still waiting for them to release frozen not because i'm like oh like i'm kind of over the whole frozen fad but it would just be stupid for them not to have frozen in kingdom hearts I yeah mean, just be frozen did exceptionally well stupid well yeah. And um, I, I'm so I'm waiting for that announcement. I, I think like, if they're gonna include in like I heard they're possibly gonna include like uh, the MCU. Like if they do, I think they should just do Infinity War and just bring in all the MCU, MCU. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, okay. okay. Like, I was I, like, I, Marvel, I don't. I didn't know what the C stood for. I was like, Marvel C. What the hell's Marvel C? What would go I don't know. I don't think they should do anything Marvel. I think it would conflict a little too hard and they're possibly gonna do star wars i've heard that I'm, i don't know i don't I want it that. i don't want star wars i don't want marvel and i don't want naruto not that i think no because does disney has took over naruto no did they did they really I really thought I they had that. some kind of rights or they had some kind of stake in naruto maybe i'm a fucking liar don't even listen wow. now I'm looking okay at that would be it <laughs> Oh my God! Imagine Sora meeting Naruto, and and and, and Sora is just t- going on about <laughs> French, and Naruto is just telling him about he needs he needs to believe it. Oh, not the okay, bio. Okay, like, no, no, no. okay, Naruto Shippuden is just on Disney XD. Let me calm the fuck down. Okay, okay. okay sorry, okay. I got a little crazy there. <laughs> I I got a little woo. Just ignore I'm me. Like, That's fake news. Fake news. Oh, like we're gonna have Shonen Jump characters. Oh man. Okay. So anyway, no Star Wars, no Marvel. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, it's all the podcast people. I'm a dirty. The only, the only thing I want, the only thing I want regarding Star Wars, is a lightsaber keyblade. That's all I want. 
And it it, it ends there. It ends there. That's all I want. And make I mean, it green. Didn't what's his name kind of have lightsabers himself? Like uh. Oh yeah, Zemnis. Yeah. He yeah he used some lightsabers in uh the his final battle. So. I think make- I just don't like realism. I don't like like for example, I didn't like Tron. I hated Tron's world. I fucking hate Tron. I was like, why is Tron in here? Get Tron out of my <laughs> goddamn Kingdom Hearts. I know everyone likes Tron. I don't care. Even don't Pirates like of the Tron. Caribbean. Like I like Pirates of the Caribbean, but I was like. Y'all don't yeah, it was weird. Look, yeah, <laughs> y'all don't look right. No, yeah, it it, it was weird because like you have okay. fucking Goofy and Donald, you know, dicking around, and then it's like Jack Sparrow. It's just weird. It just doesn't I work. Like, yeah, you know, there's it was just okay, cool. So I'm not the only one who was like, again, I love Pirates of the Caribbean, but I just did not meld. Very well. No, yeah, I just, I like I said, I just beat King March two again not that long ago, and I was just like, oof, fucking weird. It does not work. <laughs> yeah. So, but Kingdom Hearts three, I, I am excited. I hope Shintai. I hope you're wrong. I hope they're not delaying it. I mean, I agree with you, but I'm, I'm hoping. I'm just this one. I'm, I'm genuinely like, please don't let me down, man. Don't no, yeah, the. <laughs> The the cynic in me says they're going to delay it, but the fan in me says, please just release it this yes. year. Come on. Yes. yes. I want that Toy Story world so bad. I mean, it's uh, it so much fun. Here's a thought. And did you no. notice? Okay. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Okay. Oh, well, no, good. In the King or in the Toy Story world, um, when they showed that trailer, there was a new emblem. You know how there's the nobody emblem, the heartless emblem, uh, the dream eater emblem, all that. There was a new one mm-hmm. on the robots. Mm-hmm. There was a new oh, yeah, there was. So I'm yeah, wondering, yeah. like, what the new enemy is, if not nobody, if not nightmares or dream eaters. True. What's next? The soulless. <laughs> yeah. So, it, the only I other thing... Have I, a bunch of shit. Like, the only <laughs> other thing I would I would love to have them throw in is they can throw in some people from near. You're... <laughs> No, no, Whoa. sir. Okay, first of all, I'm gonna touch up on your desperate attempt to get a second <laughs> here in a second. But no, we can't. Can you imagine Sora going to the Drake and Guard Three? If he goes to the Drake and Third Guard Three, well, he ain't coming back. What are you talking about? He's going to the Drake. <laughs> he ain't coming back. He's done. He's, his ass is grass. His ass is done. Salt. All right, it's done. Like Sora, like I love you, baby. I love Sora. Sora's a cute little cinnamon button who must be protected. That's why he cannot enter the Drake and Guard World. Okay. No. You, you know what will happen, especially if, if it's Drakengard 1, there's that one lady, I forget her fucking name, but she, her, her, what? The children eater? Children? Yeah, I was going to say she's going to fucking eat Sora, literally, like, for lunch. Oh my god, no, like, it, it could you imagine, see, now, right, now you got me thinking about this, congratulations, you succeeded in your mission. Okay, so, what world, oh my god, if he went into... Near's world or near, which one? So near or near Automata? Because I mean they're the same world but different time periods. I mean, it, I obviously they would do Automata simply because it's what's popular. Yeah, but that would be weird too. Like to be hanging out with Sora, Don, Goofy, like or, or, or how oh my god, can you imagine she explodes? She's the black box, and there's just a, just ass and Sora's poor young eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sora's probably eighteen, so it's fine. But I can't. I can't imagine seeing like Sora seeing like a, like an ass, like a nice, nice. Well, I mean, he can't ass. even <laughs> legally say the word fuck. Yeah, no, he can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I yeah. mean, could you imagine like Sora meets Kaine? Oh my god! Right? Oh. <laughs> like in her outfit, and just be like, "Shut the fuck up, kid." Emil would be like, "You get used to it." <laughs> oh my god! Or like, Emil hitting on Sora because Emil's technically gay. Oh my god! The this is like Ono Whiplash. Like this is fandom right here. This is a fanfic. <laughs> Shinpei and I are gonna write awkward fanfic now. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> We're gonna make awkward fanfic. We're gonna make a collab video of us reading this awkward fanfic and be like, sorry. First, we're gonna apologize at the beginning of the video. You've clicked this video. You made a grave mistake. A terrible oh future awaits you. Oh my yeah. god. I- imagine wow. you go. I know. I-, I told you guys. I- I- I'm really trying to get this, this near talk out of you guys. Like, imagine if he goes into the world of. Uh, of of like Kaine and whatnot. So if he near. Goes into, yeah, yeah, of near. So if he, he runs into Kaine, like but when you going into the world, imagine if they pulled off what happens when you started the original near. Like when you have Kaine in that whole monologue and black screen and that's your intro to the world. Oh, oh no. So, <laughs> I don't even know what so would be like we're not we're not supposed to be here. <laughs> I know yeah. I don't think this is a Disney world. <laughs> so Donald and Goofy would be like, gosh. Such a <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> oh, it would be. Oh, my God. That'd be terrible. They, <laughs> traumatizing. This, this is like yeah. mixing oil and water. This just doesn't work. <laughs> no, yeah, it does not. I'm just like thinking like, oh, imagine like he comes in for near Automata. He's like there during the Battle of Adam. But you see like Tubi literally stabbing Adam and just pulling her sword through him i'm like how do you or, or, and or being there this. or being like, there for the birth of adam and eve and he's just like oh. seeing these fucking naked dudes like with no genitals and it's just like <laughs> what the oh my god like he sees the robots fornicating how do you why are we terrible people why did you start this topic Tess? <laughs> <laughs> like, terrible. like we are terrible people right now and now the internet knows so thanks for uh-huh. having us. <laughs> oh my god. What's the next topic we got going on here? All <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So, you know, you know, I, I did my best on baiting you guys into Nier topics. Yo, Nier goes into weird places, man. Yeah, dude, but you got you had a nice we gave you a nice bit of fandom, okay? We gave you a nice bit of awkward fan servicey <laughs> ideas just now, okay? You're welcome. Here, here's the thing though, because Near on its own and the Drakengard Nears, all that is weird in a vacuum. You combined it with Kingdom Hearts and created this abomination, this fucking monstrosity. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all your fault. Oh my god, to wash away the shame. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, <laughs> next, next topic. Uh, will Nintendo with the Switch will it overtake? The PS4 is a JRPG and Japanese gaming king. If you can fix its frame rate issues that it seems to be constantly having like with different games and whatnot, you know, um, and it depends, like, I guess, are you talking about traditional jet, like JRPGs? If it's like Bravely Default where it's turn-based, so I think it's like kind of the less, you know, it just depends. Are they going like heavy magic attack and whatnot? Whereas games like Final Fantasy 15, you know, I think, I think attack and slash, correct me if I'm wrong. Or is mm-hmm. it? Is, no, no, it, yeah. Okay, so it's hack and slash, you know. Um, but Nintendo has a lot of potential. Like, there's no reason not to release it on Nintendo. I just want its frame rate to be, like... Stable. Yeah. Yes. Right. 
Um, well, I, I, I guess like Final Fantasy XV is more like action RPG, but um, whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Whatever. <laughs> Video game genres are dumb. They, They're just they, dumb. they meld so much. They, they, they like, meld so much. They combine so much. You know, there's fighting platformers. There's action RPGs. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shinsai. My bad. No, no. I was. Yeah. Video game genres are super dumb. But um, will Nintendo uh, take over as the JRPG console? I mean, I don't know because the is is the PS. I guess the PS4 is kind of by default the JRPG console right now. But it's not as if like JRPGs are coming out of the wazoo for the PS4. Like you know, we've got Persona Four. I mean, I'm sorry, Persona Five. We've got uh, Near Automata. You know. You know, Nino Kuni Two. We've got we've got some stuff. It's coming out, but like it's it's not like how it was back on the PS One or the PS Two, where it was the definitive JRPG console, right? It's just kind of like by technicality. So I would say that the Switch has the potential, but mm-hmm. whether it will or won't is hard to say. The only real JRPG that I'm looking forward to right now on the switch is Octopath Traveler can, and I guess maybe Dragon Quest 11 might get ported to the switch. But aside from that, like I can't think of any other JRPGs that are coming out to the switch or at least anything that I'm, that I'm looking forward to. So it's not, it doesn't look like it right now, but who's to say what happens down the road. I was going to say like, can you guys imagine if we were living in like the PlayStation one era and every month you got like 15 different RPGs dropping. Like we would be, if we had that era of JRPGs dropping now, we'd be fucked. We would be <laughs> fucked. fucked. Yeah. So it's like, oh, what's coming out this month? Oh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. And then Chrono Cross. Oh, then Breath of Fire 3. Oh, then, you know, eventually Final Fantasy VIII. And it's just like, shit doesn't stop. I can't imagine being a reviewer back in that day. Like, no, having a personal life and that, no. Every game's like forty plus hours. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, Brutal. Did you guys have anything else you want to add to that? RPGs are so fucking long, but I like it though because it, you know, it's a lot story and whatnot, story and character development, blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. it, it kind of makes me think, like, I think one of the reasons why people look at the R- the RPG genre as a whole and see it as this, I guess, a giant of sorts in regards to storytelling and writing is because the games have mechanics that can substantiate themselves for a long period of time. And as a result of that, it gives the writers enough time to flesh out the world, flesh out the the characters, flesh out the story. And obviously... That doesn't necessarily always mean that the story is going to be good, but it does make it a lot easier for the writers to come up with neat ideas for the story and to make it better. So that's that's why I think RPGs have been seen as the go-to genre for quality writing. Yeah, that's very, very true. <clears throat> uh, I guess we can segue into the next topic, or oh, unless you have something to add. They feel it. No, no, no. I was gonna say, um, most anticipated game and why. Oh, um, 
Oh, that would definitely be Octopath Traveler. I'm really excited for Octopath Traveler. I would say Kingdom Hearts 3, but like I'm on the fence. I'm trying not to get my hopes too high, but they're there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Octopath Traveler, because the demo was exquisite. It was, the voice acting was great. I liked the mature themes. Like they didn't pull punches. You know how a lot of JRPGs or just video games or just media in general kind of insinuates this happen, you know, like says, oh yes, you know, this pastor or pastor pulled, you know, this child into the back room. Like, oh, what's, they, they never say it outright. Whereas mm-hmm. like Oct- or Octopath Traveler, they were very like uh, hardcore about certain topics. I was like, oh, ooh, we just, we getting right into this. They didn't, they didn't hold back. And I feel like the mm-hmm. story already, just from that, like, you know, maybe two hour playthrough of each character, I was already like ready, like itching to play more and know how their story unfolds and what they do. The voice acting was great. Um, the graphics look amazing, like really clean cut pixel art. Um, like kind of 3D world, you know, 3D, uh, two, what is it called? Like, is it 2.5D? 2.5, yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, it's just, God, I was, it just looks so enriching and so inviting. The worlds, the monsters, the care, everything. I'm, I'm very ready to explore. Yeah, kind of the way the graphics look, it to me, it, it feels like they took an old school, like 16 bit RPG, but they kind of like stretched it out and made it 3D. Yeah. I I hate to be redundant, but it's mine too. Like it looks really fucking good. You know, Primrose's story was awesome. I loved it. It was so good. Um, The other guy's story was good too. You know, I enjoyed it, but Primrose especially like hit me and I was just like, holy, holy shit. This is good. We're getting in there. This is dealing with some like interesting topics. Like, uh, I the game to me has I, I I'll describe it like this. It has the soul of an old school JRPG, but it has the attitude of a modern one, and that's what I think is really interesting about it. Like it's paying homage and respect to old school JRPGs, but it's taking modern sensibilities into consideration to you know tweak it and improve the the old formula. So that's why I'm excited for it because I want to, it, it feels so old yet so fresh at the same time. And that really entices me. And I, I'm super hyped for that game. My game is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm going to pair it good, to you guys. That was a great way to put it. There, there really was. I can't top that because basically <laughs> I'm with you guys. That's my most anticipated game for this year. Like not dead of Unanimous. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, wow. it's got to be Octopath Traveler because, like, that demo left such an impression on me. And I'm like, I'm thinking from that, from playing that demo, I want Square to go back to that. Like, Final Fantasy trying to make this the way they've done it from 13 on to now is like, no, go go back to this formula. Mm-hmm. Revisit this era. Fuck um, 13. <laughs> 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 I haven't played, but I heard something. So. You, you can you certainly have, <laughs> and I guarantee they're true. You can rant on thirteen if you want to, because I played thirteen when it first came out, and I was like, okay, it's passable, it's super linear, it's okay. Then they made thirteen two, then Lightning Returns. I don't even <laughs> understand what's going on in the story anymore. I feel like when one ended, it did not, or thirteen, the original thirteen ended. I don't feel like it led or segued into any of the other shit that they have. I feel like they retconned the ending of one. That's the weird thing about 13. Like it had a definitive ending. There really wasn't anywhere to go from there. The, the, the main conflict was resolved. 
there were no loose ends in that respect. So it's like, why, why, why two more games? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like it it just, it, I I need square to go back to like what they're doing with uh, Octopath Traveler. I need them to go back to that. Like, uh, Nomura, keep drawing. Stop! <laughs> stop directing games. Damn. Damn. I agree. Damn. Like, or well, to be fair, though, I mean, Kingdom Hearts has pretty fun gameplay. So, like, let him draw and let him like be the combat director or something. But don't let him do anything else. Yeah, you know, because especially we, not right. Ugh. We, we definitely let you know Yoko Taro take over Final Fantasy. You know? Dog. Look at your well, face right now. Your face is like <laughs> Yoko Taro, you know, the director of year, which we should be talking about. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I don't think he should take over Final Fantasy. He should just do one. Just, just let him do one. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I agree. Because if he took over Final Fantasy, it would <laughs> It would not be Final Fantasy anymore. It, it would be it would be this fucking uh Eldrith abomination. This is just <laughs> of insanity. Uh, Oh god. Yeah, I if he took over one I'd be like and this will be the Final Fantasy game I am waiting for. Like this now now I'm in this. Like now I'm really into Final Fantasy cuz right now it's like 9. I really like nine. I like 6. Like 6 was fine, but 9 is what I like I didn't like 10. But I like 6. Oh, I like I'm nine. glad. 9 was like yeah. 10 10, ten is like, questionable. <laughs> 10 was my first Final Fantasy and that's why I never got into Final Fantasy. I was like, ah, I don't blame you. So then I stopped. And then as I got into reviewing games, I was like, you know, I should probably give Final Fantasy a go because what kind of JRPG channel doesn't have a Final Fantasy, like, anything in it? So I was like, let me try now. Everyone told me I'd like 9. Tried 9. I was like, ah, yes. I like 9 very much. So, and then I was like, let me go 6. 6 was fine. I like 9 more, but 6 was good. So now I have 8, 4, and then 5. That's that's where I'm going. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. But, sorry, back on topic. Yeah. Eight, was it eight is a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna let the audience know now. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have just so you guys who are watching, I'm gonna have Clemps. And if you don't know who Mr. Clemps is, where have you been all your life? That guy's amazing, <laughs> Mr. Clemps. Especially like for me, the definitive people for understanding anything about Yoko Taro is we got Shintai here, we got Lady Pelvic, we got Mr. Clemps, and we got Valkyrie Aurora. If you and and Blandrew, I can't leave out Blandrew. But if you're trying to learn anything about Nier or the the Dragon Guard universe, these are your people to be following. And I'm gonna have Clint's on here, and hopefully, when I have Clint's, I can have Lady Pelvic and Shintai on. Hopefully, I can give Valkyrie Aurora too, because I think that would be a podcast where I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna sit back and be like. I'm going to learn me some near. <laughs> right? So. What, what was it Blandrew says? Life is near. <laughs> it's just, it, it's so crazy how you're doing. I'm not going to talk on this a lot. A lot like a lot. I'm just going to save a piece of it and move on. But near, one thing I think near, it's just such a refreshing, refined, unusual, uh, not by the book experience. Yeah. Like Nier, in my opinion, Nier, like the original Nier, is a flawed masterpiece. The gameplay could use some work. I, like I get it. There, there are definitely flaws to be 
yeah. uh, be pointed out. But let me tell you, it's just the characters and the experience that they, they have and that you share with them <clears throat> is so moving and is so just impactful. I, I It's this weird, I don't know how Yoko Taro does it. Where you, you know, we've all here played a plethora of JRPGs, you know, action RPGs, whatever. You know what I mean? And we've, mm-hmm. we've gone through so many stories and seen so many characters live and die and love and, and cry. You know what I'm saying? And just, I don't know. I don't know how Yoko Taro does it, but it's just in near, it's something special. It's something so unique and it's just untouchable. And then near Automata does it, but better in certain regards. I still prefer the cast of near more than I do near Automata. But it's still just this, like this adventure that you will never forget, and you can't stop thinking about. It. Like when I finished near, when I or near Automata, literally, I had dreams about that. I was thinking about that game at work. I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about first thing I thought about when I woke up, last thing I thought about before I went to bed. I mean, it just leaves this mark on you, you know, and then you just live your life kind of scarred. But it's a beautiful scar. <laughs> it's not a scar. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a nice scar. <laughs> It's a beautiful You look on it fondly. Yes. But that's what I'm going to say about Nier. Back on topic. I see what you did there, okay? (laughs) Damn it. See, the experience that you guys have for Nier, that was what I experienced uh, playing Xenogears. Like, like for me, the original Xenogears, like, up until Disc 2. Disc 2 had so many issues. But that was my experience. Like, once you got past that long first 15 hours of slow pacing... I just got into, I got so absorbed into it. I was like, man, this, the way that Tetsuya Takahashi and his wife, Soria Saga, like the way they wrote the story and they touched on some heavy shit, you know, like the stuff, mm-hmm. that, you know, the Catholic church does, even though I think they were called something else in the game, but they were basically the Catholic church. And it's like yep. touching on, you know, the real shit. And, and it's, it's funny when you look into like the, how it is developed and whatnot, the, the person who uh, was trying to translate it, he was afraid to translate it, yet people walk away because it was too, they're like, oh, this is too 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 touchy for us to go on to. It's like, I like those stories that just, you know, they're like, okay, here's the envelope, fuck it, we're going through it. We're gonna, we're gonna go there, and you're coming with us. And I think like, that, that was my experience with that, and then going into the Xenosaga series, and then going into the original Xenoblade Chronicles, which I thought, to me, still, I know a lot of people disagree, mm-hmm. but the original Xenoblade Chronicles, to me, is a masterpiece. That no, story agree. was just... People disagree? Yeah! Really? People, do we so still really people? continue them? Are you kidding me? No, Chronicles 1 was infinitely, like, it's still the best one, in my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. And... And X? Oh, yeah. Easily. Um, I'm bummed that there hasn't been an HD remaster of it. Like there should be. Well, there there was there was on the 3ds. I don't think it was HD, but it but you did get a. Well, the the 3ds screen is 240p, so. Yeah, well, shit. You said HD. I guess I was just referring to the remake, but you you right you right. Plus, I heard the 3ds version runs like crap. Like it's super slow. It does. It it, chugs. it, does. it, it, it It's pretty bad. I, I I mean that that game is fucking huge. So I'm surprised they they fucking smushed that into the 3ds at all. Yeah. yeah. 
I do have a question. You know how there's a new 3DS, like the new Nintendo 3DS? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. the only game that's made for the new Nintendo DS? Yep. I... Yep. Wow. That's bad. That's it. Like, that's what I was thinking. Because, like, I bought a new one because there was a Majora's Mask one. And <laughs> you know. You know how it goes. <laughs> Majora's Mask anything. I buy it. It's very simple. I'm a simple mm-hmm. people. But, like, I thought about <laughs> it. I was like, is there any other game for for the new Nintendo 3DS? No. I or mean, no, there might be, region. but... I don't know. No, that was the only game specifically made for it. And, you know, to me, if they were going to, like, I'm not I'm not against them making a revision because I understand, like, they always do that with their portables. But mm-hmm. to have that game be the selling point for it, and people still didn't buy it that much, which is sad. So. Yeah. It's... It's a damn shame because that game that game is honestly fantastic. So um here we are though. Xenoblade it's still my favorite. I think the other games did certain things better. Like for example, X did exploration better. Yes. You know, uh, had great navigation. But I mean <clears> that's also to be expected from like, you know, a new game. It should improve on the past. The story was garbage. I don't I don't Yeah, I was gonna it. say <laughs> Yeah, the gameplay was good, but crap, the story is yeah, so the story bad. Was- so bad and then chronicles 2 i think focused on the story more um but one again it needed time in the oven just because the bugs it just the interface you know made it better yeah. and the characters weren't as charming as you know blade chronicles in my humble opinion and it was also a little too anime yeah just a little i mean it's i understand that they were going back to like the Zeno gears and osaga style artwork but i feel like what they did with chronicles one they should have stayed there with you know, I didn't, I didn't mind the anime. I don't think. You, you, didn't, like, you, eh, but... you didn't cringe at Blushy Crushy? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> blushy Crushy. It made me giggle. That's what it, did. it just made me giggle. That's what Blushy Crushy did, okay? It made me giggle. No, um, it, made, it made me laugh too. But at the same time, I was like, oof. <laughs> this is anime. It's I mean, fun. It was... <laughs> You know, when they had those dumb faces where it was just like white circle, you know, like black kind of round eye, whatever, just yeah. big. I was like, I get it. Like, I get they had a bunch of anime, like, what? You know, silly anime things. Yeah. Um, but out of all of them, if you look at Xenoblade Chronicles, Chronicles 2 and X, I think I would still say I prefer the art style of Chronicles 2, simply because like X or the first game. If it was, like, you know, a newer generation, I'm sure it would look better. But it was, like, their faces were literally painted on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, they they uh, were, like, refined. Whereas X, X looked like dolls. They they, they, yeah. they made it look yeah. But it was, like, ah. And then Chronicles 2 had, it was pretty much just anime. So out of those three choices, I think I would have, I would have went for the anime one. Okay. I'm not saying well, it's the greatest one of all, but. No, I get you. I didn't. I didn't mean the art style. I think the art style is fine. Like the way that the game looks is fine. I meant the attitude of anime. Like, uh, if you get what I'm saying, because okay. like if you look at uh, uh, like a Tales game, for example, Tales games look anime, and sometimes they'll have anime moments. But I wouldn't say that they're overtly, you know, of that anime like attitude, as opposed to you know. Chronicles 2 leans really heavy into that attitude of just like, like, you know, like those over the top reactions and stuff, which is, it's not inherently a bad thing. You had to bring up the Tales series. So now I'm thinking about Tales of Vesperia. It's your fault. 
Well, I mean, okay, Vesperia <laughs> is a, a good example. Would you? Vesperia has a cell shaded art style, but would you yeah. say that Vesperia as a whole is an over, like overtly anime? Mm, yeah, I mean, it, it has yeah. moments. It has its it, moments. It has its moments. You know, yeah. mostly, but mostly in skits, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's what I was yeah. talking about. In, in skits, I thought, oh, that's why we need to tell this is an anime. Like, I mean, art style, yes, it's anime. But yeah. for, I, I thought that it had anime attitudes. I get, I, I have to re, I get, maybe I should play Tales of Berseria and I'll judge my. Okay. Great. I would say Graces, because that's your favorite, is probably the most anime Tales game. Yeah, it was anime. Which you know, and again, it's not a bad thing. I'm not knocking right, Graces because right. I like Graces, and I, I, you know, you know, and I actually like how anime it is because it like because it's a lighthearted game. It's not as dark or as serious as the other games. So I think it's you know, it's part of like the more you know, I guess whimsical part you know uh, experience I was trying to go for. But like when you compare it to the other games in the series, you know. Uh, it, it's it doesn't lean as heavy into that attitude, is what I mean. That's true. Yeah. Okay. 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 Like you know, like Abyss. Like Abyss is like. Abyss is dark. <laughs> Abyss God, Abyss is dark as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and Berseria too. Berseria is fucking dark. Like you know. I need to play that one. Don't ruin it for me. I I not, it. No, I, I wouldn't want it. to. Like, e- like even in the first like couple of hours, that game goes places, and you're like, "Whoa, we're going in. Shit is going down." <laughs> Wait, yeah. so uh, would you say it's better than uh, Zestaria? Because I'm at oh, the God. end. Of, oh, I'm dude, at the end of this. I dude, dude, I do not like Zestaria. Bro. I just, I Bro. don't. Bro. I don't. Bam. I just don't like Zestaria, that we game. We don't talk about that game. We don't talk about it. <laughs> But the thing is, though, I feel like it's an insult to be like, "Oh, is this game better than Vesperia or um, Zestaria?" That that's it's not hard to do. It's really not like yeah. it's just not hard to do. Oh God, Vesperia, or not Vesperia? I keep saying Vesperia. Zestaria is something. I don't. This that game. God, it was so bad. It was so bad. I didn't it's... like. I didn't like the cast of characters. Like I just. Do we all play Vesperia or is this what? I begrudgingly finished it. I'm at the last boss, and I'm level. What am I level? I think I'm level sixty something. He keeps whooping my ass, and I guess got to the point where I'm like, it's a grind fest. The story, the characters aren't that interesting. No, and I'm just. It's my least enjoyed Tales game right now, and I don't even know if I want to keep powering through it. Yeah, I can't think of a one I don't like more. I think actually Zestaria is my least favorite one. Like Hearts R was like whatever. I can accept it. It's a thing. But it's Hearts R is probably one of my lower end tales of games. Yeah. Symphonia was whatever. Like it's fine. Everyone loves Symphonia. It's a lot of people's entry. It wasn't my entry. My entry was Grace of Death. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Damn. That's why you don't like it. That's why I don't like what? Well, Symphonia was my entry as well. Yeah. I, I don't hate. I don't hate Symphonia. Just like, oh, ooh, actually, I don't know. Okay, wait. There's Symphonia two because I hate that game. Symphonia oh, Symphonia two's Garbo. I put or, Symphonia or two over Zestaria. I would. They both suck, dog. They both suck. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> that's that's not much know, of a man. hill to die on. I know, right? <laughs> like, if if it, oh God, I really don't. I really did not like Symphonia two. Like, I no, really. Yeah. 
didn't. That like game it. sucks. That game so sucks. Much. Everything sucked. God, it's it like ugh, Tales meets Pokestop. Ugh. And then you get characters like when I got Genius, I was like, yeah, my mage is back. And then he left. I was like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, so because what what others? So I think <gasps> Graces is probably definitely one of my favorites. Graces is up there as well as Abyss. And then it's Zillia. I think I like. I did like Zillia. I like Zillia. I haven't. I have it. I haven't played. I have one and two, and I haven't played them. Two is a lot I, better. I both. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah, two. You you right. Two is two is way better. Like, because uh, yeah, <laughs> the story cool. goes like I, really I, crazy. I like the multiple endings. Yeah. Like I like man, um, the game. The gameplay is better. Like Luger is fucking boss. Like. I don't know. I used to I used to be like, oh no, I like them about the same, but over time I'm like, man, Zillia 2 was fucking badass. Like it did all this crazy shit, you know, time hopping and like I mean like dimension hopping and like changing um like oh like destroying dimensions and shit. Like it was just crazy. It was wild. I think it was cool. I don't care what anyone says. People dog on that game. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I think it was cool. <laughs> I, I, I like that game. I, I think it was better than Exilia. I have to play them side by side again. Like it's it's been a hot minute. I definitely, but for what it's worth, I did cry at Exilia. I got like the right ending or the perfect ending, the best ending. I don't. I, the I, ending I, was I, I was like, oh, I can't deal with this. Oh, I was like, I can't deal with this right now. I was like humming the song and everything. I was like, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was a hot mess. So I guess that game was pretty good if it makes me cry. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> see we we talked about another series that wasn't near that was also equally awesome yes depression, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, see the thing is notice how like we came to an ending near we will be here for another like three four hours like, we, we well this game down for you fam no, when it comes to tales, I could have taken this way further if I wanted to. <laughs> oh, sure you could have. I, I could like I like tales. Don't get me wrong. I like tales of. I am a fan of tales of. But I could also like not talk about it and be okay. <laughs> so okay, so cool. since we all beat um, Zimbley Chronicles two, uh, the ending. How did you guys? No, no, no. I haven't. I haven't finished it. Okay, never mind. I haven't finished it. Please, no, no spoilers, please. Okay, okay. We're, we're, you know. All right, so, you know, we'll just skip over that topic. You know, we can talk some, we'll talk near when we get Clemps on. And yeah. actually, <laughs> it, yeah, so we, if I, if, uh, when I have Clemps on, I'll see if I can get Valkyrie Aurora. If you two are available, uh, and also, would you guys be cool with Blender? Since, yeah, yeah, of course. And, you know, I'll just, do the introduction and I'll mute myself and just. Sparks <laughs> <laughs> fly. Have we'll start off with a heated battle, you know. <laughs> who's the best? Who who's favorite character? And then we all argue because if your answer is not kind, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, Kaine is like top tier. So, and if anyone argues otherwise, clearly yeah. they're wrong. I mean, where can they go with like the whole plot? Like after Automata, easy nine S to the moon. Like I want that ending. If nine well, S joins the robots, here's the thing though: Yoko Taro has never, even though he's made sequels, there he has never made a direct sequel. He has never made like, okay, this game's gonna pick up after this game. He's never done that. So the next game he's gonna make isn't is probably gonna have nothing to do with 
near automata it's going to be like maybe further in the future it's going to be uh further in the past it's going to and An you alternate know dimension like and any ref- can yeah. can and will yeah and anything that we hear is going to be like you know it's going to be in the fucking lore books and shit that you have you have to dig deep if you want to find those references to the mm-hmm. other games yeah mm-hmm. yeah so and he doesn't give happy endings Sick fucker. You know, Nier Automata did have the happiest. Yeah, I was like, it gave the happiest ending it could possibly have given. Sure, like 9S and 2B aren't married because they should be, but they're not. But it's still (laughs) like they're, they're, it's a happy ending. It's as happy as the world of Nier will allow. Let's put it that way. They're, they're free and they, the world is their oyster essentially. So here, and here's another question for you guys. Um, given how well Nier Automata played, would you guys want Yokotaro to continue to work with Platinum Games? Of course. Yeah. Or yeah. go back to how they did no. with no. Dragon Guard 3? No. no. Have you played no. Dragon Guard 3? The game <laughs> runs like complete dog shit. I'm yeah. trying to trigger you guys into this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> succeeding. There, you're succeeded. Like, are you getting like, get the fuck? Dragon Guard 3 was the best thing about Dragon Guard 3's gameplay is how you switched weapons. That was probably as like nice, that was nice fluid, and that was it. That's all I can give to Dragon Guard 3. That's it. Uh, like That's my my fucking uh my co-worker's newborn daughter's age is higher than that game's frame rate. Like, come on. Oh. <laughs> that was good. That was fine. Oh, saucy. saucy Shintai. I like that. I'm gonna call you saucy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That oh. frame rate is so bad, though, and it, oh, it's that game like doesn't even look that good either, and it's just like chugging. Oh, like yeah. I tr- I give that game some slack because, like, especially when it came out, like nobody thought Yoko Taro would do anything ever again, and it was like oh, he's doing something again. So, like. I, I still remember that and I still have that moment, so I can't like bring myself to hate the game. But it has a lot of problems. Like the bad comedy. Like, oh the comedy was so bad in that game. Yoko Taro, I love you. Don't ever write that kind of comedy ever again. It was trash. That game was not funny. It was cringe. Like, it was cringe, but I kinda like cringe comedy. I, I it had some funny it, moments. It, it's- it's it's I mean I I get it the comedy was not as gold as it should have been like I get like some of the jokes were like what I get what you're trying to say but cringe I you're not wrong I just personally find cringe comedy funny it's like oh this is bad I was like oh, there there were funny. a few funny moments I laughed I, I remember laughing out loud when like uh, Mikal had dropped uh, zero and she had like stabbed him in the head or something and he's like why'd you stab me in the head it's like why are you a fucking idiot like. <laughs> like, okay, there were a few moments where I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. But other stuff was right. just like, I just, no. A lot of it was very cringe. But some of it, though, I just thought was like <clears throat> funny in the sense of when you read character bios, the oldest man, uh, what's his name? Oh, what yeah. Like Octo or something like that. Octo, yeah. Octo. When you read character bios, it was like Octo has the biggest dick of them all. And I was like, <laughs> why? Why? You, you know, character it's like he's an old man, but don't let his oldness fool you. He has the biggest dick of them all. I was like, <laughs> I was like, ew. 
gross. But then, like, but there was other characters I thought were so funny. Like, um, who's the guy who was a masochist? I fucking love him. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. I know you're talking about this one. The, okay, the zero was like shut, like said something to him. Was like shut up, or I'm gonna grind your balls into pudding. And he's like, mm, that sounds great. And I was like, that is so disgusting. Why do I love you? Like that's see? so weird. Yeah, see, you know, it's stuff like that though that makes me like not hate the game because like it, it has like really weird, creepy, but also interesting stuff in it. Too bad it's it's cased in like a poorly yeah. optimized fucking garbage game. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right though. See, mm-hmm. yeah. see, I can bait you guys into talking about Nier at some point. I think I've been pretty successful thus far. Yes, you have. Yeah. You've done yeah. it. You've done it a few times. So give me some credit for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is podcast. We're not talking about near. I'm excited. I'm okay. excited now. The last topic of the podcast. Is there any advice for viewers, listeners, or anyone who want to get into YouTube and or content creation? What mm. would you have to say to them? What is what has been successful for you guys? What got you into it? And you know. Okay. Um you want me to go first? And you can throw yeah, it in there if you want. Okay. So I guess the only thing I'll say is um gr- good artists borrow, great artists steal. So I would don't take that as to literally rip people off, but to take it as, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking someone else's idea and making it your own. So I would say make brush up. Watch a bunch of people, see what other people do, and then think to yourself, what can I do? Not to necessarily make it better, but again, make it your own. Do something that would, you know, because people, when you watch someone on YouTube, you watch them for them, right? And you, so that means when you make your own content, you have to put your own unique spin on it that comes uniquely from you. You want to make content that people can only get from you. What would be the point if you could watch someone else, you know, watch this person content and they're like spouting the exact same thing as someone else. You want to be able to make content that people can only get from your channel. So I would also say, obviously learn how to video edit. You know, there's, there's plenty of great tools out there. Uh, look up Humble Bundle and stuff. They're always having like sales and stuff. You might get lucky and get like a sale for like Adobe Premiere or Sony Vegas or something. Um, but I, yeah, the most important thing is again, focus in on making the content personal. Uh, make it, make it content that you're passionate about because it's, I was saying before, you, you want content that people come because it's you. If you're talking about something that you're passionate about, then that's going to come out on its own. If Because people are going to tell, hey, this person knows what he's talking about because he cares. And that's going to attract people and people are going to want to know more. Even if it's, you know, I talk about obscure fucking JRPGs all the time. But regardless of that, I've still been able to culminate an audience because the things that I have to say are, you know, you, you can't get anywhere else. I have my own unique opinions and viewpoints on things. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be unique about everything. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, agreeing with the consensus, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's all about people wanting to hear what you have to say because they're invested in how you've presented yourself up to that point. So hopefully that was helpful. That was well said. Okay. Yeah, it was like super. I'm like, how am I supposed to like top that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
god like anything i was gonna say just sounds like a ripoff like i like i'm ripping off, you know, borrowing there you go i'm borrowing from shintai a great artist yeah. um <clears throat> um yeah well he's <laughs> I, I really do want to hone in on be yourself it's, it's a super corny like i know it sounds super corny when I watch other YouTubers say like, oh, how to become a YouTuber, they would always say the same thing, be yourself, be unique. And it sounds so generic, so basic, so common. So like, oh, they just have to say, it's actually incredibly true. Like it's mm -hmm. actually just true. You be yourself, you provide content that only you can. Like I do reviews and cause I get it. Like we're in a saturated market right now. Like I do reviews. Everyone does fucking reviews, you know? Like I specifically do reviews on video games and mostly JRPGs, you know, action games, whatever. But um, there's so many people. If you look up Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild reviews, there's, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of them. But mine is unique because it's me. You know, I review things a certain way. I, you know, break it down into the story, the gameplay, uh, the graphics, then the music. I'm sure maybe other people do it too. I don't know, whatever. But, you know, Pro Jared reviews things differently than I do. A lot of people tell me the way I review games seems like I'm like a friend talking to a friend. I just pre present the good and bad and what I liked about it, you know my mm -hmm. opinion about it and that's it it's very kind of laid back where some people sound more professional articulate shintai you know all that and I'm just like, yeah <laughs> i'm just like yo this game is fucking dope yo check this shit out <laughs> you know we have two different styles and that's okay so there's yeah. there's really not a right and a wrong way to youtube um per se yeah uh, just be yourself be be genuine because audiences will they call that shit out so fast you know yeah. what i mean they 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 smell it you you see like you can see quote unquote sellouts. I'm not going to call them. I say sellouts because I mean, make that bread girl, boy, whatever, do what you got to do. But you know, when they're, when they like are sponsored by a mobile app, they're like, oh yeah, play this game. It's gardening, you know, and like, <laughs> like, you know, and that, you know, like, you know, that they're like, they just made $50 from this, like, whatever, like say what you got to say and move on to the review. You know what I mean? Versus like, yo, like I love Terra battle, you know, on my phone, it's a strategy mobile game. I can talk about that. Game. Like I genuinely that love good? it. Something that, I really do like it. I'm not a strategy game. It's it's rough I'm too. About to it's tough. It. And you got a compliment yeah. for your fro. That so, hair. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. Liquid metal. Thanks. Legendary. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you so much. But I do I really am just repeating what Shintai said, you know. Be genuine. Be you be passionate. If you're not passionate about it, oh my god, they will call you out on it. You, yeah. And 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 you will give up on it too. If you're not passionate about something, you'll give up on it. Yeah. You know, I don't give a flying fuck about cars. If I did like car reviews and shit, <laughs> I would stop. I would I would be like, this is a steering wheel. Like, you don't know. Like <laughs> that's a, that's my car knowledge. Boom, bam. That's a, this is a car. This is a bus. Hooray! <laughs> uh, I want I, I, that reminded me. Um, yeah. I want to impart like one last piece of advice, and that is um, to never settle. Always try to improve because that's one of the things that is going to, it's really going to, to help drive you is the, you know, when you finish something, it's okay to be proud of it and to look back on it and be like, yeah, I did good work, but you should always think to yourself, but I'm going to keep, you know, next one should be better. You should always keep pushing yourself to make sure that, uh, you know, you look back and you, you also realize, you know, this was maybe could have done better or, you know, I kind of messed up here and you, you are super self-aware of the flaws that you that you have and you try to improve, you know, you try to learn new things and, you know, play up on your strengths too, but, you know, also look at your weaknesses and be like, yeah, this stuff can be improved. So always 
that I think that's a big reason why I like doing videos is because I always I, I always see it as like a way of like self betterment of like I the next video is another opportunity to show that I'm that I've gotten even better. Yeah, no, that's that's very true. Um, Are you done one upping me now? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I just play. I just play with you. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, but what you guys said literally just came to mind. I'm like, oh yeah, I should say this. I didn't. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know, this one thing. Like, I, I really appreciate you guys saying that because that's something. Like, I, I get a lot of people, uh, especially out here in Hawaii. There's a lot of people that really want to get into YouTube, and they will come and ask me, you know, different questions like, how do I get into it? Do I need to do X, Y, and Z? And I'm like. And the biggest focus a lot of people have is, oh, I need to get subs. I need to get subs. I say, you know what? The best thing I can tell you is to just be passionate about it. Like, you're going to do it because you want to do it, not because you're trying to make money. I mean, there's money that you could eventually at some point through, you know, sponsorship and monetization, you can make money on it. But you need to have that passion where you just enjoy what you're doing and it needs to come through because, like you guys are saying, like, if you, like, like, Pelvi, like you say, if you talked about cars and you have no passion for cars, everyone's going to, you know, <laughs> be able to sense that you don't have that passion. And I think that's something that, uh, like, I, I try to tell people out here, like, just have fun with it. Don't even care. Don't worry about the subs because it, they come. Like, so long as you make the content, there's an audience for everyone. That I feel like the subs are, will grow. Like, I've only been at YouTube for, like, a year and a half. I'm at 2,300 subs or so. And a lot of people were telling me when I started, like, oh, well, you're not going to ever, like, they... one of the things I, I constantly got told was, it's too late to do YouTube. You'll barely ever get 10 subs. And, it, like, the whole you getting into YouTube, like, YouTube, it, if you didn't start back in 2010 or 2012, then that shit passed. So. That, that you'll run up against people that will try to talk you out of it. But if you're having fun with it, if it's something you're passionate about and you're learning, you know, video editing, how to do intros, outros, blending different scenes together, your gameplay, your commentary, just have fun with it. Some learning process and just go with it. Um, you know, I'm having fun. I, I'm, I'm enjoying even doing podcasts like this because it's, it's, it's getting, you know, me being able to, uh, reach a, a whole different market of an audience on, on you know, on, on, I guess you could just call it podcast radio, talk radio has been fun for me, especially when I get to, to talk with people that are like my friends, you know, like my friends who are, or YouTubers that have become my friends now. And then YouTubers, that I was fans of like you guys, I've been a fan of you guys for years. And now oh, thank you. You know, it's an honor for me to be able to have you on the podcast and, you know, like being able to work with like player essence and with, uh, uh, other YouTubers, like it's it's really it's really awesome. So it it's it's fun. It's a fun journey, and I think people just should enjoy it. And that's my rant. And yeah. I went all over the place. And we could talk more about near anyway. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. was great, man. But uh, right. I especially like the compliment. Yeah, yeah, no, but true. Like you know, <laughs> watching you guys, it really did. It really inspired me to get into. Uh, to get into doing YouTube videos. It's, it's you know, you guys, Player Essence, uh, Amazing Lucas. It just, because I was always told you could never do it. And that's kind of like one of the things for me, you know, in life, I've always been told what I couldn't do. And I've always been the one to be like, 
well, I'm going to show you that I can't. And it's not even more so, not so much to show the person that they're wrong, but to prove myself that there's no limit that I can't overcome. So, you know, it's, it's, it is truly for me an honor to have both of you on here and as being a fan of both your channels and your content. So thanks. that's, 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 yeah. Shucks. Uh, that that's all I have. Uh, if you guys want, we can hop into Q and A. I saw a question up in there. Yeah, um, Liquid Metal asked me. I want to know uh, public gaming. I want to know if she hopes to do YouTube full time. I asked this because YouTube seems to be going in a weird direction, demonetizing videos left and right. Um, well, yes, I would love to do YouTube full time. I don't. I still have a job because YouTube doesn't pay the bills. No, um, it doesn't. But, <laughs> it really doesn't. But, it, it, you know, it's it's very strange because it does seem to be demonetizing videos left and right, mm-hmm. but I haven't experienced that. Like YouTube, I got very, very little, like once in a blue moon. I think the only videos I have demonetized is like my Bayonetta one, but that's mm-hmm. also because I show like, uh, a torture scene. That's probably one of the more promiscuous ones. Oh, the- <laughs> and, um, I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's the one like, where I think she's riding like a kink horse or something. I don't know. She's tied up. And it's- it's yeah. a sexy one. So, but um, really, I I watched like Pro Jared. Pro Jared also said something like a lot of YouTube's been going in a weird direction, blah blah blah. But honestly, it hasn't been affecting me at all. And I'm like, cool. I do content more or less like Pro Jared does. You know, I think my content's a little bit more uh, informal. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just curse like a sailor and whatnot. But uh, I really haven't had any issue with that. Like, I don't talk about controversial topics, you know? It's when you go against the mob mentality, that's when you kind of get flagged for it. When you're, like, more of a political channel or you have, like, tragedy. Like, I don't I don't talk about that stuff, so I don't really see myself getting hit for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless I make a wrong move and then, like, the public suddenly hates me and then, like, rallies against me and gets YouTube to, like, hate me and then I'll cross that bridge when I get there, but I don't, I don't see it... I don't see that affecting my channel. Now, if they pull like a stunt, what they did like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where they're saying you have to have this much views and this many um, subs to be monetized. Mm-hmm. If they like raise certain numbers, then I might be in trouble. Depends how high. If they're like, yeah, you have to be have 10K now. Well, obviously I don't have 10K. So yeah. I'm shit out of luck. Not that I was making Buku money anyways, but because it's only a thousand, I am at 6,000, like 300. I'm okay. I have, I make, you know, uh, thousands of views now, um, like within like, a day or anything, I wish. But, um, you, you know, stuff like that. If they keep raising numbers, then eventually they'll catch, you know, they'll catch up to my number and I'll just be shit out of luck. But to answer your question, yes, I would love to do YouTube full time. Absolutely love it. Hmm. Yeah, sorry. What's your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I'd like, uh, I, I agree with everything she said. <laughs> um, I would like to do it full time too. But it's definitely not in the cards. Like, <laughs> yeah. not not happening anytime soon. But if uh, if I could, yeah. Mm, I guess I'm on the fence about it because while I do enjoy it, I think I would get burnt out if I have to constantly put out content just to hit the algorithm. Uh, I don't know if I could do it just because I I do enjoy what I do outside of of. YouTube, like my my career in uh, information systems, being a system analyst, I, I really enjoy that. Plus, the the direction it's taking me, uh, I, I enjoy YouTube too. But as far as full time, I don't know if I could ever. 
or if I don't know if I would ever want to do that because I feel like it's it's all it's going to be a chase of what's your next big thing unless you're able to do stuff like you know like Clems and Pro Jerry Gaming and that one video gamer or uh with Gerard who mm-hmm. they make they can make mm-hmm. one video a month and then they're set because people will watch it and then you know whatnot like if I if I was at that point then yeah but if I'm doing like a lot of people who pump out videos every single day like for news stuff or political I don't know if I can do that that yeah um that's another question so uh liquid so uh, Pelvic Gaming talking about Bayonetta and her being sexy. What do you think of some women going crazy over sexy characters in games like Anita Sarkeesian? Oh my god, I can't stand Anita Sarkeesian. Anyway, go ahead. All yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's silly that people like freak out over. I, I get any problem with women being sexy in gaming. Like, I don't like look at Bayonetta. Bayonetta is like a boss ass woman. Like, are you kidding me? Um, I just, I, I genuinely, I, I get when it's misplaced or like it doesn't feel like it belongs. Like in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, I was kind of like, why are there such boob physics here? It was just kind of weird to me. Like, I have no problem with boobs. Like, boob it up, man. But yeah. It was just like Pyrrha especially didn't seem like the type of character who should look like that. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, Pyrrha. I was like Pyrrha. I'm, is I'm sorry, this, Pyrrha. Okay. Yeah, I was like, is that? But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I just like certain fan service things. If I'm like, if I went to the Simon Cogger game and I complained about like the boobs and stuff, I'd be like, why am I? Why would you play this game? Like, this is known for that. You know what I mean? It would be like, I don't know, like a. Uh, like Kirby suddenly being like hypersexual. Okay, what? What? It's just if it belongs, it belongs. Fine, no problem. But sometimes it's just a field. And we're gonna be like a slave position or whatever the fuck. And then so then I mean I could go through game. And while I do believe women are more. um like damsels than men are in video games. I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. Like I, it doesn't I don't phase me, but I guess I can go through games and be like, Oh, well look at when this woman did this, you know, Bayonetta saves Lucas ass many times link while he did save Zelda. Zelda was holding off Ganon for a 100 years. Are you really going to insult Zelda like that? And just be like, Oh, she was captive, but she was holding off the Ganon while homeboy died, by the way, link died, a male died sexism in gaming. I mean, the Gerudo village, literally it's a village of women who don't like men, like who, Men are not allowed. I don't know what you call that other than, you know, sexism. I'm getting a little <laughs> off topic here, but I just don't. I don't no, know. you're perfectly People on topic. Like, that, that's great. Keep going. Big, big deal out of certain things. Um, women being sexy. You know, if you go to a strip club and there's primarily women, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know why everyone's very sensitive about, I just don't. Like, oh, man, you're a male and you can beat a, okay, you can, or you cannot. Oh, the fact it's an option too. I mean, but people want options in several facets of gaming, not just like hitting women, whatever. People want the option to do this, that, and the other. I just, people are hypersensitive about it. I think Anita needs to just chill out. 
just you're here bring it here woman i don't know when i said like a zelda and you always get peach I feel like they're portraying women as like weak people. I don't speak for all women. So, (laughs) my friends sort of play Grand Theft Auto. Like a male friend plays Grand Theft Auto and they beat a whole just women. No, I really don't like game and they're playing in a video game. I've done things in a game from like bumping. (laughs) Sorry, or I mean, I guess I'm not going to say that. That's not true. Just. I don't really know how to end this. Shouldn't I say something? Why not? Yeah, some- I uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had some technical uh, difficulties on your speech there. Like it, it kind of garbled in and out. Here. Oh, was that me? Oh, yeah, well, your your internet was uh, being a bit uh, bad. Naughty. <laughs> it was being, oh, no. very, being naughty. <laughs> yeah, you oh, went God. robotic on us, and I was like, yeah. oh no. You went. Oh no. You went. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, you went your point on us. <laughs> I'm sorry, viewers. Point is, Anita Sarkeesian needs to calm down. I, it doesn't phase me at all as a woman. Whatever. There are plenty of strong women in gaming. Could we use more? Sure. Um, have I ever played a game because there was a woman protagonist? No. Not a single time did I look at a game and was like, man, because it's a woman. No. Like, I don't care what fucking gender you are or whatever the fuck. Like, are you this? Like, I like these types of characters. I like badass characters. I like characters who don't take people's shit. Are you a woman who doesn't take people's shit? Cool, I like you. Are you a male who doesn't take people's shit? Cool, I like you. Oh, are you a woman and you're a little bitch? Oh, my God, I'm going to hate you. Are you a man and you're a little bitch? Oh, I'm going to hate you. Like, it's, it's very simple. Well, you, so. uh, you know, un- unlike these other people, you actually care about th- the actual game. Like, yeah crazy what a crazy concept i know <laughs> yeah you're not trying just, to force your your own twisted like worldview into it and you know and, and it comes out like unrecognizable because you've just like filtered everything through this twisted perception of things you're just like no i just care about good stories and good characters and good games that's it that's it um, yeah because <laughs> what else gonna and what I was going to say is I, I feel like it's going, what they're trying to do, they're trying to take a, a, an issue that's, it seems like it's coming more so out of the West or out of America, like uh, this, this push for feminism. And they're trying to push that on something like a, an industry that's global, that's not just an American thing. And it's like, you can't push that standard on everyone, like Anita's issue constantly with this and that. And for me, I don't really view Anita as having a lot of credibility anyway, because she's been caught on record saying before she's not a gamer. And then she's been caught lying saying that she is. So it's like, mm. you know, Anita, find a hole and jump in it. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're getting into some spicy territory here. <laughs> I know. You know, I'll, I'll probably do a video about, uh, I mean, I, I, I think there's good feminism like the first and second wave feminism were great, but this current, what they're trying to, you know, like with Anita Sarkeesian, I think they need to chill out with that. That's that's my opinion. So, so. keep it out of my games, okay? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Just keep it out of my fucking games. That's all I care about. I play games to get away from the shit, okay? Not for it to be ported. I understand that. Being said, though, I will say if there's a game that wants to 
um, essentially uh, have like a theme of feminism and stuff like that. I'm not going to dog someone for that. It's yeah. called if I don't want to play this game, don't play that game. It's fine. I just don't like when um, it's it's in a game where it doesn't need to to be or, or whatnot. If it's it's hard to explain because like in the world of Zelda, Gerudo are just known for being sexist. You know, I I, I get it. But I think when it makes like that political, it takes that political statement where they've never done something like that before. It's kind of like, are you trying to push your, what's, why? We'd need this right now. But if you yeah. want to make a game centered, focused around the isms, sexism, racism, veganism, whatever the fuck is all the isms, that's fine. I don't mind that. Um, I, I don't know. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough way to say it. Cause you know, Tales of Symphonia focuses a little bit on racism in terms of like the elves, like half elves. Yeah. Yeah. Humans. Like I, I get stuff like that. I really, really do. I guess I don't well, know I mean, how to with the Gerudo, I don't with the Gerudo, I don't know if it's specifically sexism because it's weird. Because like, did you ever go into the Gerudo village and there was like that classroom where the girl there's literally a class dedicated to like teaching the girls how to like court a man? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Like That's true. Uh, but I um go ahead. Weird. Like <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's weird because it's like I don't know if it's the, the, the Gerudo are strictly like sexist because it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's so bizarre. <laughs> you know, cause on one hand, yeah, they don't allow men in the village, but at the same time, you know, they have a class specifically dedicated to like, you know, getting to like, to have sex with men, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or court them <laughs> or to date them. It's like, okay, <laughs> sure. It is a weird thing. I, I Maybe it's like a sacred tradition. I don't know, because I looked up the definition of like sexism exactly. Prejudice, stereotyping, or discrimination typically against women on the basis of sex. So I feel like they, they're, there's like some level of sexism, I guess, if you would. Like men cannot come in here, but we will fuck you at a different location. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a weird, Gerudo are, are kind of weird, huh? They, so, they are the super weird. That so, reminds me of that one fucking like random quest where this guy is like, Oh, I want to, I want to say that I like this Gerudo girl. And she's like right there. And he's like, Oh, but I'm, I'm too nervous or scared or whatever. And, and Link just like, okay, you just do it for him. And then he's like, Oh, thank you so much. Here's like 50 rupees. And she's like, I'm only worth 50 rupees. Oh no. Here. And he's like, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm only worth 50 rupees. That was, that was a good <laughs> question. That was funny. But, um, you know, so it's just, it's, it's a weird, weird line. You know, it's a very blurred line there. But yeah. Anita specifically, I definitely think she cherry picks. Definitely. And same thing like with revealing outfits in women or like on, on women in gaming. I mean, the joke is, like, when you have, like, an armor, you know, you get armor for women, it just covers, you know, the boobs, and, like, it's like a bikini, practically, just with some bits of armor in it, mm -hmm. and that I'm kind of, like, it's unrealistic, but I feel like I've just kind of become desensitized to it, if I'm being honest. It never really, but, to be fair, it never really bothered me. Actually, I don't think I've ever been, like, really bothered by it until Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I was kind of, like, why, why are you like this? Yeah. Galio specifically was the one that bothered yeah. me just because it's like one, the design just looks bad. It's just a bad design. And also just like why 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 does she look like this? That's like ah, it's boobs gone too far. <laughs> like I mean she just... made the old Laura Croft look bad. 
Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really re- like mind revealing outfits. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just huge. It was like the design of Dahlia was just really, really bad. Yeah. Just so, and I just felt like her centerpiece of her design was just boobs. I mean, sure, she had like cool like bunny ear hair thing. I thought was kind of kind of cool, but that was, it was like, cute. It was that. That was it. But yeah. I don't mind revealing clothing in women. I just honestly, I just wish they'd make revealing clothing for men. That's all. If they just <laughs> did that, I would be fine. That's it. Just like give me more. Like not not boxers. I'm talking about. I want nine S in a damn speedo, son. That's what I want. Jesus. <laughs> Period. So. Yeah, I'm. You know, knowing Yoko Taro, like he would do that. Like, if anyone were to do it, it would be him. And that's okay. That's great. He he actually made he made a fucking joke in a tweet, and he's like, "Given the success of Near Automata, my you know the path is clear. The next game is going to have a bunch of half naked men in speedos." Like, good, good. (laughs) I hope that's not a joke. You know, in every joke, there's a little bit of truth. So. Let us hope. True. You're right. <laughs> Especially with well, him, me, like, chances yeah, are so. there will at least be one character that's like that, just because. I mean, we got a naked Adam. He just didn't have a penis, which is very, very upsetting, because I <laughs> love Adam. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a I, robot. I mean, whatever. There's, like, sex dolls that's just, like, an advanced sex doll. Like, whatever. It's alive. Like, I'm sorry. Well, it's, like, I'll... it's not just going to sit there and take it. It'll do work. Ooh, lordy. <laughs> That's, how yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. Adam's a robot, but he can be just a sex robot. We can reprogram him. It's fine. Adam and Eve, I'll take both, please. Oh, God. Next topic. <laughs> I'm sorry if that came too much. I just love Adam and Eve. I do. I don't give a fuck. All right. So uh, Harrison, Williams, uh, Harrison has a question. He said, okay, this is for everyone. If you all have played Persona 5, what would you all want to see in Persona 6? Hmm. Good question. That is a good question. I can't answer because um, I haven't beat Persona Five. <laughs> well, I, we, we don't have to talk about Persona Five to think what we'd like to see in Persona Six, per se. Um, I want to say that while I really dug that the cast, like the the different, I guess they were called castles, right? Um, yeah. I like that those had set level design. Um, and I understand having the other place had randomized dungeons. It makes sense, but it was still like the other place was still <sighs> mementos. That's what it was called. It was still kind of annoying to traverse because of the randomized nature of it. Um, I don't know what they could do specifically, but like if they're going to have that similar setup, which I think is a good setup just to try and make mementos or that in the next game's equivalent, just put a little more effort into it so that, it doesn't feel so fucking samey to explore. Like, just, I don't know. Like, at least it's better than Tartarus. Tartarus is fucking dog shit. Hate. Was, yeah, yeah, it was. The hate Tartarus. I love Persona 3 with all my heart, but Tartarus is dog shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> the music of Tartarus is good, though. I'll defend it. That. It is. Absolutely. Well, like, the first floor was like, wham, but as you, like, get up, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm fucking in this. Um,. Music in Persona 3 is great in general. Like, just, yeah, I, I love the, the dorm music. It's so weird. It's like, you know, nobody hurt yourself or something like that. I'm like, what is this yeah. guy saying? I don't know, but I loved it. I love Persona 3 has the best soundtrack. And it's like, well, like, oh, yeah. man. I was so it. good. It was great. 
Um, so, but anyways, to answer your question, I don't even know. I really don't know what I'd want to see. I'm trying to think of like what theme I would want because this one was kind of like vigilantes. Um, and rebelling is against society. Rebellion. Yeah. And the Persona 4 was like, you guys are mysteries. <laughs> you guys are a little Scooby-Doo crew. Scooby-Doo, yeah. Um, um, give me, hold on, sorry, one second. Be right back. But go ahead. What would you, or what would you like to see, Casanova? PRB. Um, I would like, if anything, I would want them to keep with the tone of how, um, like, in, in the fact that I played, uh, the first half of Persona 5 and I, I beat Persona 4, like, with Persona 4, I felt like that two-hour intro just took forever. It was a slog, you know, to build up the story, which I personally didn't like. It, it lost my attention quite often. And I like the way that Persona 5 just kind of streamlined that first hour and a half or so. Like, I would like them to do that with 6. And maybe take a darker theme with Persona. Uh, like, harking back to, like, Persona 1, Persona 2, maybe. Mm. Or, or well, you want to fight Hitler? Yeah. That would, <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> um, you know, or, or you know, throw in some, some, some stuff you wouldn't expect, like some Saul Alinsky type stuff, or, you know, George Orwell's 1984. Like, make a slightly darker theme. Like, I, I would love for them to go slightly darker because i, I kind of i know it's dark already with people being murdered and stuff like that but you know <laughs> well with murdered, pers- but we got another thing we want more yeah <laughs> uh, i don't know i mean because with persona persona is supposed to be like yeah it's dark but it's also very anime i feel like the really really dark stuff if you want that that's what the mainline series is for god Shim- smt is just fucking dark god Digital Devil Saga. It's a it's Digital Devil Saga. It's a game about demons that eat each other. Cannibalism. Yay. See, that's what I maybe I should play that one then. I need to play an SMT, like just like a raw one. Yeah, Yeah, Digital Devil Saga is pretty raw. I think you'll like it. Like I oh, I I I like that gritty stuff. Like the worst it is. You know what I know? Okay, I know what I want to see in Persona Six. I want to see someone lose a limb. That's what I want. And I know that sounds really left field, but I think death, like everyone is so desensitized to death. Like people die all the time in JRPGs. Like I hate to say this, but when someone dies, I'm like, oh, that sucks. The only time I feel a little bad is if I like use them a lot, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, if, I, like if I use them a lot in bed, I'm like, no, I, I, I love you. But um, yeah, like overrated, especially, oh, especially in Persona. I'm just like, oh. um, yeah, I would like someone to lose a limb and that actually affect gameplay. Like, for example, like when Garnet lost her voice, she, she like sometimes couldn't cast spells. I was like, ah, you know, uh, so yeah, someone yeah. lost their sight. Now their accuracy is cut in half. All right, maybe I wouldn't like that because that would piss me off. But like, point is, <laughs> but point is though, I want someone to like lose a meaningful, like if someone was like a track and field runner and they lost both their legs, I'd be like, oh shit, you know, something like that. Because I'm so over death. Imagine, like, what's worse than death? Oh, like, being tortured like be like imagine living the rest of your life like without arms like you're so used to having arms and now both your arms are cut off and that just changes everything like your character now goes back to level one i don't i don't want this in gameplay don't listen to me developers i'm just but like your gameplay or like that character goes back to level one because they have to retrain with using their legs and they used to be like a brawler you know what i mean something crazy like that man i'm a genius i should i should fucking make it that kind of reminds me of uh intel symphonia regal 
was handcuffed the whole time, but like he did that by choice because he felt like his hands were too deadly, and he he taught himself how to you know, like use his feet instead. Man, fuck Regal right. for the simple fact that he could have taken out most of the main I bad know. guys if he took off the goddamn chain. Like, no. Yeah, there's that one part where he's just like, he's like, I'm just gonna sh- fucking kamehameha this fucking prison cell. I was like, what? You could do that this whole time, and he's like, I broke my vow just for you guys, but never, you know, I'm never gonna use my hands again. It's like, dude, you could fucking kill the final boss in one hit, like right now. Yeah, it was garbage. So I was like. Uh, Regal's cool though. I like Regal. No, he's, Regal he's, fuck himself. He's, he's voiced by Crispin Freeman. That, that automatically gives him cool points. Not in the I sequel mean, though. Not in two. He what? No, he wasn't voiced by him in in part two. No. Well, I, another reason why part two is a piece of shit. Yep. There you go. All right. But uh, that's oh, Crispin Freeman voices a character in Digital Devil Saga. See. Yeah. yeah, Heat. <laughs> he is an awesome character. I think you like Heat. He's like, he's the uh, he's the angry one, of course, because oh, he's Heat. He he is so <laughs> angry because like the main character, because the main character he gets like oh he gets all the attention from this one girl, and, she, and she's like super important to the plot, and Heat is not liking it. He's just like, where's he get all the attention? He gets fucking mad about it. It's good stuff. <laughs> All right, so I guess we can do like one or two more questions up to you guys. Uh, I'm not sure what you're scheduled. We got time for one more. One more? Yeah. All right, so uh, this one's for you, Shintai. Uh, Liquid Bell says, Shintai, I saw that your top five videos have the most views. Does that discourage you to do other videos that make less views and just do more top five views, uh, uh, top five videos? Nope. Because uh, those are the only top five videos I've ever made and uh, no desire to make them again. They're just not my thing. And honestly, I don't really care that they're the the most viewed videos on my channel. I think honestly, I think they're kind of shitty videos anyway. So I don't even know why they got as many views as they did. Um, I guess people love a good top five, whatever. Um, but no, nah, like uh, I, I have way more fun talking about you know, whatever the fuck I want to talk about. And uh, would it it'd probably be more intelligent of me, you know, from a, from a business standpoint to have made like a slew of top fives and top tens or whatever. But you know, that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to like make bank. I'm here to talk. I'm here to make friends. I'm here to talk about video games that I'm passionate about. And I'm here to like get my voice out. You know, I'm not here to make tons of money. So no, it's, it doesn't bother me. Like money is nice, but it's not the reason I'm doing this. Hey, at least your top your top video, like my top video, is when I bought two budget 4K TVs that were on sale for like 200 bucks, and I compared the two. That's my number one video. <laughs> it's, I'm like, and the video is like a year and a half old. I'm like, really? It, it is so lazily done, but it's my top video. And I'm a gaming channel. I'm like, <laughs> that works in mysterious ways, my friend. It does. Hey, man, those two top top five videos are lazy as shit too, and they're my biggest videos. So, oh, I, I would just say this: do not do a video on like uh, a review on like a fight, like an arcade fight stick, because I, I've done like two or no three unboxing videos and reviews on three different fight sticks, and then. 
you know, I don't expect the fight game community to come to me like, oh, well, what kind of uh, octagonal lock does the, the stick have? What kind of buttons do they have? Are they Sanwa? Are they this? Are they that? Are they Hayabusa's? I'm like, what? What the fuck is that? (laughs) What are you asking me? (laughs) It's like another language. I will say, say I just want to throw this out there because this is a funny story. So, um, that uh, one of the top five videos is like, oh, my top five Tales games or something like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. And, uh, based purely on the thumbnail, someone sent me this long message. He specifically said he didn't watch the video, only saw the thumbnail. And the whole message was calling me an idiot because of the characters I chose in the thumbnail. Wow. And that, like, assuming that those were characters that were in the list, one of, ironically, one of them wasn't even on the list. I just threw it up there in the thumbnail. And it was just this long message about how stupid I am for, for choosing those, those, uh, games to be on the list and then ended it off with blocking me. And I was just like, what was the point of that? Oh God. You know, there was something I said. Yeah. There was something I said on Twitter and this is guys like a prime example. He's like the antithesis to this tweet, but like basically I wrote in a tweet that people obsess too much over the what as opposed to the why um, in that people care way more for some reason about the opinion rather than the thought process behind what led you to come to that conclusion. And this guy's like the epitome of that where like he didn't even watch the video and just decided that I was like this, this complete moron and you should care. Like there are, there are friends that I have that think that certain things that are really good or really bad that I, think oppositely of but i respect their opinion because i've heard them out and i understand where they're coming from and that you know you you just can't assume that people are morons or idiots simply because they like or dislike something that you feel you know opposite towards it's such a narrow-minded way of going about things and it and it does people a disservice when you don't even give them a chance to explain themselves true that's very true. <clears throat> the, the the whole thing with dealing with trolls online, like it's, I've gotten to a point now, like when I do uh, reviews or if I do streams, almost like ninety some percent of the time, I've gotten to a point where I just don't even read the comments because if you say something's great and you trash it, the shit storm comes. <laughs> yeah. See, wow, my comment section has always been really nice. We've had dis- like my comment section and I we've had, had disagreements, awesome but they were like always respectful. Uh oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> how awesome my hair is, or you know they agree or disagree or whatever, and then we just have like a polite conversation and we like oh agree disagree and it's cool, like it's fine. And I've got the occasional asshole. I'm like oh you're a jerk, cool. Moving on with my life. <laughs> right. I know you have to have a thick shell to be a YouTuber, so if you get like offended easily or sad or your feelings get hurt you just you move on dude like just block like either block them or just like ignore them yeah i I just don't understand how people let people that they don't personally know get so under their skin you know i just uh... i've seen uh like there's another youtuber out here who um he i think he hit like 210 subscribers and then one person 
unsubscribed and someone else gave him a thumbs down on like one or two of his videos. Dude had this Twitter bitch fit on on Twitter just going off of, oh, it's really, you know, it, it really makes me upset that people would dislike the video and not say why or they would unsub. And I'm like, it's not that serious. Dude, that, that's just one person. It's not that serious, bro. It's, it's not that serious. Yeah. It's not you that know? serious, man. Like, I can understand if, like, a chunk of subscribers left, you know? Like, if you have, let's say, you know, you have 100 subscribers and, like, 50 of them suddenly leave, I'd be like, you need to, whatever you posted recently or whatever they found, you need to figure out what happened. Yeah. What happened here? But if it's like what people unsubscribe to me all the time, and people subscribe to me more often than unsubscribe, but you you know what I'm saying it's it's it happens. People eventually fall out of love with you, yeah. <laughs> and then you know, and then people fall in love with you, and you're like, oh, great, welcome, welcome to the pelvic. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you guys are on your way towards ten thousand subscribers. You know, y'all are yes, we're trying. Fingers crossed. Hey, I'm trying to make it to, to 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 five. I'm trying to get to where you guys are at, or at six. six hey, man, baby steps. I'm telling you, it's a slow climb. It's yeah. a slow climb. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get to where I was overnight, rest assured. So, Exactly. All right. And, you know, I guess with that being said, we can wrap up this podcast. Uh, thank everybody for watching uh, this episode of the Casanova Podcast. Uh, I really want to thank uh, Pelvic Gaming and Shintai for being on the show. Uh, it's Really amazing. Like I said, it's an honor for me having you guys on here. Uh, I think we've gone about two hours, but, you know, I've enjoyed it. I, I'm so happy you guys came on. And uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Shintai. Okay. Um, so my channel is uh, Shintai Reviews, and my Twitter is also at Shintai Reviews. Again, if you're into, um, like, video essay type stuff, um, long form reviews. I'm also going to start doing anime soon. Um, because I'm excited. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm going to start doing anime soon as kind of like a, you know, kind of like secondary content. Video games are going to be like the main pillar of the channel, but, but anime is going to be like a nice side dish, you know, on occasion. So look forward to that. And, um, yeah. Uh, hope you enjoy. I'm excited for your content, Shinta. I really am. I, I love you. listening to your videos. So, okay. Um, hi, Lady Public, Public Gaming, and I do reviews, top fives, and I have a Let's Play channel, and I do convention vlogs. Um, so, just like to be in cosplay. That's kind of, I guess, a little bit of anime in there. But I'm, I'm just I, for now. It's just video games for now. So, be sure to check me out on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah, Public Gaming or Lady Public. And or just search me like Lady Pelvic, but I would search me with the safe search on is what I tell people because, you know. <laughs> really? I, yeah. Oh God, I never even thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh God. <laughs> I yeah, I can imagine. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Man. So it's it's great. It's good stuff. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't Ooh, wait. I made this podcast like M for mature. I'm so sorry. We we got. We... <laughs> And I said some things on here. I was like, should I have said that? Too late. But Hey, you're just being you, the best kind of you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's oh, the sucks. best part. Oh. That's that's amazing. Oh, sucks. <laughs> so woo. Thank you for having me, us. Woo. All right. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, man. I, I'm very grateful that you guys came on here. And if you guys are looking for me, I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova. I'm Hawaii's favorite YouTuber. 
Uh, you can find me on here on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Apparently, I have a Google Plus. I never go on, but I have that too. So just look up Mikhail Casanova, Casanova with a K. As uh, for if you're looking for gaming content, let's plays, game reviews, uh, I'm actually going to start dabbling more into like fitness uh, and health videos uh, just because I'm officially two years uh, cancer free. Um, cool. Oh my God. Congrats. Yeah. I beat uh, color cancer two years ago. Um, and it's something because my, my dad went through it twice and my brother went through it and I got it. And I'm not even 30 yet, but I've, you know, I beat it. So congratulations, man. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you guys. You said fitness at first. I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And you know, you're going to do yoga or something. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, Cause one of the things like uh, with uh, the, the cancer treatments uh, you do, Mm -hmm. you gain a lot of weight because of the swelling and whatnot and the radiation. Um, And so I, I I did gain like a lot of weight and basically uh, from last year to now I've dropped close to 70 pounds. Like I've just been consistently changing up my diet and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, to, I guess, do it in a way that, like, I want to inspire other people because um, it's just, it's you know, I want to show people my journey with that and how I'm getting myself back in shape and how no matter what obstacles life throw at you, you can always, or more often than not, you can overcome it, you know, if you just try hard, work hard towards it. So trying to get myself back. I turned 30 in a couple months and I'm trying to be my best self, you know, and, you know, be able to be there for my kids and for my wife and and be as healthy as I can be. So, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So that being said, thank you guys for watching and we'll catch y'all on the next one. And definitely if you want to subscribe to everyone's channels, uh, the links are all in the description below for Pelvic Gaming and for Shintai Reviews, uh, as well as their social media links. So definitely go into the comment section below or the description below and definitely check them out. Some of my most favorite YouTubers, and it's an honor Thank having you. them on here. So Thanks. i catch y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye.